The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Hello, this is Brian Tatler from Diamond Head, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Diamonds Are Forever episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 637 and the first episode of 2021. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, it's 2021. Instead of new year, new me, or new year, new you... How about new year, new coffee? Or, in some cases, more coffee. Subscribe to True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com today. Not only will you never run out of the blackest, hottest, most metal coffee in the world, you will get not one, but two great bands every month, and sometimes a surprise third band, because that's how Coffee Bean Oculta rolls. That's just what he does, man. It's a party there all the time, 24-7. So trvekvltcoffee.com. Don't miss it. Go. Like, if you're going to make a change this year, stop drinking Death Wish. Stop drinking whatever other coffee that you're drinking. Maybe you've got Folgers in your cup. Maybe that was the best part of waking up, but now it can be true cult coffee. Maybe it's Maxwell House. It was good to the last drop, but make that last drop your last drop. True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. And with that, Snowman, um, this year, hopefully, if all goes well, I might get to meet uh, Coffee Bean Oculta face-to-face. Mm, right on, right on. What do we, we got something in the works? They're going to be traveling down this way. Um, they're making vacation plans for June. And we're talking about it, and um, he's like, hey, I'm going to be rolling down that way. I'm like, dude, I would love to, like, you know, meet you if we could. So we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens. Wow, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, 
with everything that's going on in the world, okay, there has been some uh, good news on the whole COVIDness front. Um, here on, as you know, Radioactive Metal is proud members of the Shining Wizards network, and one of the fantastic shows on this network is the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Yes, really good throwback to the old days of pro wrestling and all that mr phil rea is the host we've mentioned him on the show i want to have him on to talk about the the old days of the new york hardcore scene when he was fully immersed into it back then well mr rea is a frontline worker in new york he's a first responder and he has been immunized he made that announcement on facebook so we had so much respect for this guy for being a first responder at 9-11. And now, you know, he's one of the first guys right out of the gate, you know, with getting Im- immunized for COVID and all that. He's definitely on the front line. So I'm so proud and I'm so stoked to be able for us to be able, you know, to call Mr. Rea our friend i wanted to uh take a minute out and throw that out there and it was just it was so appropriate yeah. that you kind of set me up with that by saying yeah once the world starts getting going and we're gonna meet mr occulta we're gonna do this well look 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 at how all this is working you know so uh yeah we're one big happy family here at Radioactive Metal on Pure Rock Radio on the Shining Wizards Network. So I'm stoked. I'm stoked for 2021 already. And oh, as yeah. we speak, as we, as we speak, it's only a day old, really. I've got to, um, I, so, so I got to throw this out there because 2020, we've essentially been living in a horror movie, right? Like mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about this several times on the show, like, We've essentially lived a horror movie all year long, right? Killer virus spreading, nobody knows, no way to stop it, like all that sort of stuff, you know? Mm. And now that this vaccination is coming up, you know, there's all the speculation that it's been rushed and they typically test vaccinations longer and blah, 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 blah. But how cool would it be if Mr. Rhea got like superpowers? <laughs> Right. If this this is like like the mutant gene or something, he gets this injection and next thing, you know, he can turn his body into like rock or something like that. It will. He's he's, you know, like new New York is ground zero. Exactly. It's ground zero for everything. Like I was thinking about it. I was telling my son this the other day, like the three most dangerous places to live in the world would be New York, Tokyo and Los Angeles, according to the movies. That's right. You know, Uh uh huh. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What I want to do, okay, since we're talking true cobalt coffee and all that, and I'm kind of in a celebratory mood, shall we say. I'm going to do something a little bit different here, something I've never done before. I'm going to take a chance here, okay? I have a cup of true cobalt coffee here in my Pink Floyd the Wall mug. Okay, and I'm going... To pour a shot of Jack Daniels. Oh, and you're going to put some Coca-Cola in it to make it the motorhead? <laughs> I'm just throwing throwing it straight into the... Oh, you know what? I do have some Coke right here. See? That's the motorhead. Oh, shit. Okay. 
Jack okay. and Coke is Lemmy. Jack, Jack and Coke with True Cult Coffee is a Motorhead. It is the Motorhead. Yes. yes, yes. Okay, you know what? Here we go. I know, great, great radio, but it kind of does. Because I got a, okay, got a shot of Jack in my Huntress mug here. All set up, and I got a Motorhead going. Taste test, taste test. Cheers to our good buddy Phil Rea for all that he does, and here's to a wild and successful 2021. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Hell yeah, it is. Oh, that's good. Oh, Ooh, what did you call it? Irish whiskey or something? Or Irish whiskey coffee last episode? Well, so Irish, Irish coffee is when you have your Irish, um, <laughs> your, your Baileys and your coffee, like your Irish cream and your coffee. But um, when you're doing True Cult coffee with Jack and Coke, that's the motorhead. That's ah. and, and we coined that term. That is a radioactive metal original. We did. <laughs> we did. We did. So... Oh, yeah. Whew. Ah, that's good. Smooth. That's good. That's good. So now we're definitely off and running. Speaking of True Cavalt's Coffee, before we get on with this kick-ass episode, um, which we are definitely, definitely starting 21 with a, a huge bang, a major, oh, yeah. major creature feature. When I think about all of the bands that this band influenced wow you know like it, the the list just keeps going on and on and it's probably that's probably going to be reflected you know not only for the legendary artists that we enjoy today but tonight's indie spotlight band i'm willing to bet they had a couple of diamond head albums in their collection as well so before we get on with the grunt as my dad would say i want to get into the first uh mandatory metal segment sponsored yes. by true cavalt coffee of 2021 the new heretectal sect album rapture rapturous flesh consumed dropped about mid-december so we want to get it out there and get on with it this is her rectal sex with depths of weeping infinity
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude, what's uh, how are you starting off your 2021? All right, man. So, apparently, I am trying to figure out how to sync my um stuff here because I can't find there we go. I'm like, I know I had a whole bunch of stuff, so um, I don't just know. place it under the water if you're I, trying to sync your stuff. What do you talking right, about? Right, right. I know, man. <laughs> I, like, I, I keep notes on that sync across on my devices, but sometimes they don't. So, um, it has been a wonderful break. I had a lovely Christmas. I got uh, some magic cards for Christmas. My wife got me this awesome magic mug. Um, my wife got my son and I matching Mecha Godzilla T-shirts. And um, HBO mm. Max. So I I watched Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman. Oh wow! Yeah, it was on it was on HBO Max, and and it was also in theaters. But like I watched it in the comfort of my own home, and I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. So maybe we'll wait till you've seen it, and we'll talk uh, about it. I'm hearing it's pretty split. A lot of people, and this is the internet. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying, okay, this really wasn't that good but a lot of people are also saying this was fantastic so so i it's gonna be I, polarizing yeah but i am personally polarized over it because there are parts that i thought were amazing and there were parts i'm like um what just happened you know mm-hmm. like the opening sequence with the games with like young wonder woman insane amazing like one one of the best like action sequences I think I've seen in a film in a long time. It was awesome. Like I was, it was like edge edge of your seat fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like there's a mall rescue that's so 1980s it's ridiculous. <laughs> and like I and I'd be curious because I haven't read anything anybody said online, but I'd be curious to know how other people felt about that because I thought that was amazing. Like uh-huh. I I felt felt it was fantastic. Like my my beef is there. are... I feel like they took a lot of story liberties and really jumped. The, so did you ever see Green Lantern, the, the movie Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds? Yep. All right. Did you understand it? Because I've watched it six five, six times by now and I still can't figure out what's going on. Well, it's it follows the Green Lantern folk, folk, folklore and the origin, how he became... You know the Green Lantern and yeah. what the Lantern Corps is and all but, that. But that so. part I could follow. It was where the villain came in that I got lost. <sighs> like, they set up the hero really well, but they didn't set up the mm-hmm. villain real well in Green Lantern for me. Okay, yeah. To, I'm gonna have to go back and give that another spin okay. myself. Well, that's kind of kind of my beef with Wonder Woman. Like, I feel like that um, she's set up really well. I feel like even Cheetah is set up pretty well, but like the main villain is kind of like what? Why? Like, like you, you, it's not clear. Like, it's it's. I don't know. I feel like it could be way better. But anyway, mm-hmm. I did. Right, I did to watch it. I mean, there's like I'm not going to tell anybody to not watch it. Like, because I, I I definitely think it's worth your time. You know, like it it was a lot of fun. But also on HBO, they've got like all the old Godzillas or almost all the old Godzillas. Oh, right. So on. We, we've been watching Godzilla. We've been watching um, the Americanized version, you know, Godzilla King of the, the Monsters, which is the original Godzilla footage reshot. It's really a different movie with the American version, you know. Oh, like, from the, like the original 54? Yeah, from, from 54. Well, yeah. yeah, because you had Gojira, 
which is the real version. And then you have King of the Monsters, where they, well, we got to get an American in here. So they put Raymond Burr in there. Well, yeah. And, and like, and they use the footage and just recut it. I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, they, they told a different story. And Definitely. it's okay. But then um, Godzilla raids again. We're watching Godzilla versus Gigan. And uh, Nichols and I have just been having a blast. Like, it's made it so much fun. Like, all this Godzilla stuff at our fingertips. So we've been doing that. Um, I also got a Godzilla game for Christmas. It's um, is it Tokyo Clash, Godzilla Tokyo Clash, and you can play. You pick your monster you want to play. You play Godzilla, Godzilla, Mothra, I think Ghidorah or Megalon. I think that's how it mm-hmm. goes, right? Okay. And um, basically, you know, you attack other monsters or you attack the city, and that's how you gain power. And um, that's a pretty, a pretty complicated game, quite honestly. And then um, I also got the Horrified game. Like, have you seen that Mm. one? No, the Horrified. So Horrified is basically the universal monsters are turned loose on the city. And Ah. you and the other town folk have to save the city. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so I haven't gotten to play either game yet because I've I've been cracking them open, just starting to read the instructions. And it's a lot of setup. Like, Godzilla, you literally have to build your cityscape. And then figure out all these things, and there's all these different cars and stuff going on. So we're trying to figure all that out. But yeah, that's that's been a party and a half. Um, but then the last thing, it's probably the most metal thing that's happened this week. So you remember I was telling you about the Metallica Vinyl Club I joined last March, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Please tell me you got something from them finally. Well, <laughs> uh, somewhere towards the beginning of December... I got two emails within about 15 minutes of each other telling me that my vinyl club order has been canceled. Oh. So I get the first one and it says it's been canceled because it's out of stock. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, that's weird because they have to make it for stock. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's like made said, order, right. 15 minutes later, I get the same email. I'm like, okay, these guys are just having problems again. Cause I, cause I mean, it's, I've, I've been documenting the, the trials and tribulations of this entire thing mm-hmm. and it's been quite comical. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. So I forgot about it. And then I, it was like Christmas week, you know, like, or like the week in between. I was telling my wife, I'm like, you know, I wonder if I need to call him or, or like email because I, I haven't heard anything else. Like I figured an email would come out and be like, okay, listen guys, oops, that was a mistake. And then just as I'm getting ready to, um, you know, like drop him a line, I get an email saying your vinyl club has been shipped. <laughs> okay and it's it's just the most comical comedy of errors i think i've ever seen i mean and this is the first one that they're doing and you know who who could have predicted all these different challenges you know mm-hmm. so it's just been hysterical right just just hysterical <laughs> but um yeah so i have metallica vinyl on its way and i'm pretty excited about it right on right on yeah and that'll be uh, a vinyl reproduction of which you remind remind me again what it what is going to be on this you ordered a show or something or what's the what's going to be on this 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 vinyl album? Um, so I don't know. That's the best oh, part. Oh, oh okay. I it, thought um, it was, it's uh, going to be something from the from the archives. They're going to pick some live show. Oh right. Okay. Right on. Yeah, it's going to be live. They're going to print it. It's going to come with cool art. And in general, it's just going to be a good time. So I'm looking forward to it. 
Right on, right on, yeah. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. For myself, I actually... Christmas here, you know, it was... For what for what it was, I really wasn't able to see too many people like outside of the household, and you know we couldn't even hang out with little Snowy very much, and all that. But I definitely made the best of it because, as we kind of mentioned, our last episode, sort of our listen along to the "Wish You a Metal Xmas and a Headbang a New Year" that was so album. Much fun. Yeah, yeah, you'll want to go back to radioactivemetal.org, go download the download that episode, slap that record on and kind of listen to it with uh, Aaron here and myself. It's always it was definitely a lot of fun. Well, the very first thing that I did when I got up Christmas morning, slapped on that album as we unwrapped presents. Of course, that is the new tradition here in Snowy Manor. And then a little later on in the afternoon, broke out the Twisted Christmas um, live show and all that. Like Twist, tw Twisted Sister doing their their whole thing and all oh, yeah. that. It's just to to this like just 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 the other day, like I had a couple shifts of work in between New Year's and Christmas. Twisted Sisters, um, we're not going to take it. Comes on the radio because that's like the only song that Chester Radio plays. Well, yes. Okay. And I still am hearing, oh, come all ye faithful to that music in my head <laughs> while the original is playing. So it's gonna take it's gonna take a while, I guess, before I can before I can hear the original. But I I got a chuckle out of that. I, you know, I I never got the oh come all ye faithful. I, I never I never ever made that made that reference or like, oh people have been doing that for years. I'm like, deaf people? Like I just don't see it, you know. Well, it's 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 also it can also be taken as when you metalize it. Oh, come all ye faithful! Judas Priest had the defenders of the faith. Well, that you know, part I do we, get. You know, we totally call you know like having, you know, faith in metal and all that. So that that really, that really works out. But for my actual metal fix, um, just yesterday. As we speak, um, German Legends Destruction brought in the new year with uh, their live stream, Thrash into 2021. And this is the first live stream, you know, that I had to buy a ticket for, you know, and treat it like, you know, it's a regular concert. You want to be there. You want to be ready. You know, you, you shelled out your money. And so this was like a very, this was a, a very new experience for me throughout, throughout 2020, of course, punk bands, hardcore bands and all that, they're doing free live streams. You know, that's how I celebrated some Friday nights and all that, some local hard, hardcore bands. But this is like the first official gig, shall we say, in this capacity. And they definitely delivered. I don't know how familiar... You are with destruction, but they're definitely they're 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 the big four of German thrash, you know, and they've this the legendary band since the mid eighties and they've just they've been consistent. Destruction has been putting out new music all the way since nineteen eighty five and all that. And this two hour live set, okay, they 
they they spread it out nicely. They had a lot of the classic stuff, which that's the stuff I'm mostly familiar with from the 80s. Yeah. And all that. But they started it off with some new stuff from the latest record and they intermingled some soon to be classic from the 2000s and all that gave us, you know, all the bells and whistles, not only musically. okay, but just 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 in terms of the lighting and the smoke, you know, like all the bells and whistles that you would expect from a high caliber or at least a, a a successful metal band like Destruction. You get all of that cool stuff, including, okay, and this this I had to totally mark out for. Yeah. They got together, okay, they walked up to the middle of the stage, they did the arm, the, the you know, the, the arm and arm thing, and they bowed to no oh, audience. That's they awesome. They bowed to, to no audience and Schmier even threw some pics. Oh, <laughs> to, the, to the nothingness. Now, see, <laughs> you know now that's I mean? fun. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's he, awesome. They made it. Yeah, they made it like it was a show instead of, you know, during the, the stage pattern, instead of, you know, thank you for joining us here. You know, it's like all you like they, they just substituted a live audience to with the virtual audience. And it worked so well. It worked so well. And watching the stage setup, yeah. just the way they had it with um, with their different decorations and their band, their their banner in the back. I'm looking at it. It's like, man, this this is this looks exactly like it would have been set up at the Park Theater here in yeah. Winnipeg. You know, like when when we bring destruction back. Okay, this 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 is what it's gonna look like. Okay, <laughs> it's like wow, absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was um, live from the Z7 Theater in Switzerland, and I shelled out a couple more bucks to kind of get the backstage content and all the ex- awesome. all all the extra stuff, which which uh, for the most part it was cool, but I don't know exactly how much. Of it would have been worth the extra money. Like if if you're a mega fan, then for sure. Okay. If you're you know if you're like me that 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 loves the band but doesn't have every album and all that, still it was kind of worth it in the uh, in the way that um, they had the chat room set up beside the show. Okay. And before everything started Schmier himself was in the chat room chatting oh, that's awesome. with with everyone else so it's like yeah actually this is uh this is definitely really cool so yeah like i said very new experience for me and it's a great way to start the year another really cool thing Hang on. let me okay. pause you there because i want okay. to ask a question because i I attended, I've attended three live streams this year, right? So one, my first one was Clutch, right? right? And, and when I say three, I mean three that I paid for, right? Right. So um, Clutch was the first one. Uh, Straight No Chaser, I actually attended twice because my family loved it. So we did that two weekends in a row. And then, and that's a, not metal, acapella group, but then Trans-Siberian right. Orchestra, right? Ah, yes. And I, like, I think... Clutch and Straight No Chaser were probably 
the best two that I'd seen because they did address the virtual audience. TSO is such a bummer because they only did the first half of the show, which they really don't talk to the audience in that part of the show because they're telling the story. But I really wanted the second half of the show where they would talk to us, you know, because like I want him to come on and have the banter like, hey, here's what we're doing, you know. And I think personally, I think it would have been funny if he would have come out in like 30 different hockey jerseys and, and kept taking them <laughs> off, like, like, you know, uh-huh. like he was in that city, like, you know, like call it a different city every time. All right, Pittsburgh. All right, <laughs> Milwaukee, you know, but since you have also seen like a lot of free punk shows and stuff like that, like, how do you compare the experience? Like, would you pay like, let's say 15 bucks again for like a virtual ticket, right? Not necessarily do like the whole shebang, like the 25, but would you pay 15 for a virtual? And do you feel that this is worth it? Uh, depending on the art, on the artist, if it's not a band that we're going to see all the time, and if it's a band that, that I really dig, definitely, definitely. Speaking of, like, German thrash, a creator, okay? Like, I have seen them live. They've come through. They've crossed Canada once, and that was absolutely fantastic. But it's not something live that I get a lot of exposure right. to and all that. Yeah, and there's YouTube clips from festivals and all that, and that that that's cool. I would definitely do something like this for a band like Creator, for sure. For sure. I would shell out the money for it. See, I really like these live streams. I mean, especially for me, where nothing comes through here. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. Like, like this, is, this has been absolutely fantastic, because I'm getting to see stuff. But, like, the $40 Kiss show on New Year's Eve, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, considering it went up on YouTube the very next day. Well, I've paid 40 bucks to see Kiss live. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Uh-huh. I, and, and I mean, like, and, and so, and here, here's my other thing. So, did I ever tell you my story about the Psycho Circus tour? Uh, I don't recall, so... All right, so in a nutshell, Psycho Circus was the first and honestly, only Kiss show I've ever seen that I was disappointed with in. Oh, okay. And um, it was the second tour with all the original members, and it really should have should never have happened. Like they should have done the reunion tour, cut everybody loose, and went back to doing whatever. But Paul, or not Paul, Peter and Ace, they were tired. They they just the energy wasn't there. It just wasn't like that first reunion tour. Like they just. You know, it, it just wasn't there. And that's the thing is like, Kiss is not a band that, you know, has a bad night that I've ever seen. I'm, I'm sure somewhere somebody has seen it. But I mean, I've seen them a bunch of times in various cities. And every time I see them, it's a great time, except that one time. And now, you know, that this is the, the end of the road. I didn't want to pay 40 bucks for a live stream and have it be a psycho circus. And be like, oh, uh-huh. God, I wish I hadn't seen that, you know, because I, I can never unsee that Psycho Circus tour. <laughs> Don't. No, no. Yeah, you you want everything that you do and every show that you go to to be absolute magic. Yeah. You know? And sometimes it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. I really wish I would jump on the destruction yesterday because like I, I, I wanted I wanted to be able to jump on it so we could say be like, hey, we went to our first show together, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that definitely would have been awesome. But hey, like we said at the top of the hop, you know, with maybe you know everything that's going to uh, start start turning around here, and we can do something like the Maryland Death Fest. Oh, I keep hoping. So soon, yeah, yeah. Speaking of live music and concerts and all of that good stuff, way back when, and speaking of 1985. Okay, way back when, you couldn't find, like, any underground thrash or anything like that on VHS. Oh, no. Like, like they, stuff like that was really hard to come by. Unless, of course, you were doing the live, the live tape trading, the videotape trading and all that. If you were fully immersed in that, you'd, you would be able to see some cool stuff. But just going into... The music section, okay, at the uh, at a this little thing called a video store for all of our our younger listeners, where you used to rent videotapes and then later on DVDs and all that. You just didn't find anything music related because there just wasn't a whole hell of a lot of it. I can remember Black least... Sabbath, yeah, but and like Woodstock, nothing... <laughs> like those two things. <laughs> yeah, for the underground stuff, they're just. Well, what the hell was there? Really, the only thing there was was the Ultimate Revenge Combat Records compilation VHS. Do you remember this? You might have seen an ad for it in the magazines and all that, but it was basically live clips and a couple interviews with Venom, Exodus, and Slayer. This was back in 1985. Exodus was on their first record. Slayer was on their first record. Uh, Venom was on their third. Okay. And this this VHS tape was the holy grail for us in the underground. Kind of very hard to come by. It was up on YouTube. Someone put it up about five months ago. And I just, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> To see a very young Venom Exodus Slayer like in 1985 with their first albums and all that. It's like, oh, they've come so far. You know what I mean? It's just because it's it's more than 30 years now. It blows my mind, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. It's just like I've never had the opportunity to really see this before. You know, there's the wonder of the, the joy and wonder of YouTube. Now, stuff stuff that was no way we would have gotten anything, you know, back then. It's all at your fingertips, which is good and bad, but that's kind of a conversation for another day. A couple years later, but three years later, they released The Ultimate Revenge Part 2. Same idea, live clips, but this time with Death, Dark Angel, Forbidden, Raven, and Faith or Fear. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a- it's a hell hell of a lineup i think this was probably a little more accessible you know as the 80s kind of you know the the whole vhs boom was off and running in the you know in the later 80s and all that but i never really i I never saw it anywhere never got a chance to and all that well that popped up on youtube as well and it's like oh wow no holy shit imagine to have getting to get that back then i just i would have had to buy three copies because i just would have played all of them over and over and over until i ran until finally the vhs tape said okay 
that's enough. I'm snapping oh, yeah. right here. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah so and that's... isn't it funny that we used to have to worry about that? Like, uh-huh. stuff had a shelf life when we <laughs> were growing up. You know, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just imagine what some of these are going for on eBay now. I should look that up. Just kind of curious. I should look that up one of these times and one of the things that i did notice as i'm watching these okay canada had much music which i think much music is still on but it's like mtv like that much music is canada's mtv and where there's no music <laughs> there's yeah yeah there's no it's all reality bullshit up here and all that i don't think there's any yeah, music on here. mtv anymore but back then okay they had a thing called the Power Hour, the weekly one hour of metal, I guess the equivalent of the Headbangers Ball. And every once in a while, you'd see these live clips from Venom, from Forbidden, and all that. And I just thought that was the promotional video, you know, because, like, what do you know? No, as it turned out, some of these songs were that much music was playing were from these goddamn tapes. That's awesome. I was this week years old when I discovered that. <laughs> That's insane. It, is, it definitely is. It's like, what the hell? Okay. Okay. It's like, okay, this is looking familiar. Oh, where have I seen this before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the old power hour. What are they trying to pull on me? Well, at least I got a chance to at least unknowingly see all of that. And the power hour was just, it, it was an event. Like, you have the internet now, and you have everything right at your fingertips and all that, but man, back then, like, the power hour was something special, because you had to be there, and it was an event, and oh, yeah. it was only a weekly thing, and, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd have your, your VHS, your VCR ready to go to record whatever video, because, you, know, uh, you know. It was like the Headbangers Ball here in the States. Right, right, and I'm sure you had to do the same thing. Yeah, except I had to go to a friend's because we didn't get cable. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was even it was uh, even more of a challenge. Yeah, like you think uh, about the sticks now, dude. Like <laughs> yeah, this is this yeah, is nothing. Right. Like I mean, granted, no concerts come here, but dude, like I was so out in the sticks. Like my closest neighbor was probably a quarter mile away, and and I'm under. I think I'm underestimating. It's probably closer to a half mile. Okay. You know, and I mean, like, and the best part is like the one neighbor would still call the cops on me for playing my bass too loud. <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, my house uh-uh. was positioned at the top of a hill and it did echo. <laughs> so, okay. you know, oh, geez. That, that's a whole nother, another story. Hey, okay. yeah. The trials and tribulations. What the kids don't understand today i want to get into some tunes here but i was just listening to some cool tunes over the holidays as well the latest uh album from uh drop dead we've had them on the show a couple years back when they uh came through to the quebec death fest when i went out there their new album is fantastic as well, um, speaking of old tunes from back yes, yesteryear, I was checking out the uh, debut album from German Thrasher's Iron Angel, their Hellish Crossfire record. And it's like, oh, 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 the memories, the memories. This was awesome. <laughs> um, and another really cool band 
from back then. Um, Shock Paris, I believe that name kind of. Oh wow! I we mentioned ever. Yeah, yeah, we kind of mentioned them a couple episodes ago, but as it turned out, and I didn't even notice this, and I kind of felt like a goof and all that. But in 2020, they dropped a new record, Full Metal Jacket, and it's like, wow, well, why didn't I know this before? Like, what the hell? So I immediately gave that a spin and it was pretty cool it was pretty cool it's actually a band that we should probably have on radioactive metal but the coup de gras the real the coolest thing that we encountered over the holidays was the brand new track from canada canadian thrasher's sacrifice they were working on some new material all throughout this whole pandemic and the very first fruit of their labor got dropped the um new track world war v okay and so so stoked for that really excited for that when it finally dropped i slapped it on right away really cool stuff there's a that's another band like destruction Okay, I discovered Sacrifice around the same time, you know, mid mid eighties, underground thrash and all that. And they're still still huge sacrifice fans. So we're going to kick off twenty twenty once again with a brand new sacrifice tune. I guess the more things change, you know, the more they stay the same. This is sacrifice. With World War V.
from the aforementioned new Drop Dead record, that is Warfare State. Go check out that really, really cool stuff. It's a contender. I could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. Definitely. Speaking of more things change, the more they stay the same. And a contender for record of the year. Probably on anyone who is, you know, has a veteran of the scene like yourself, like like myself, who's been around and can appreciate this. A contender record for record of the year for 2020 has to be the new diamond. The new, new eh, diamond head. Lightning to the nation 20. That's a killer record, 20. man. It was absolutely fantastic. We've talked about it on the show. We've played it on the show. It's definitely been a highlight. And we, once again, okay, we've said this a couple times already, but it's true. We're starting 2021 off right and with one hell of a nuclear explosion. Hell yes. Because we had the good fortune of sitting down and speaking with one Brian Tatler of the Mighty Diamond Head. This is actually one of those bucket list interviews and something that we really should have had a couple years ago. As I recall, they had come through Winnipeg here. Um, I tried to make arrangements. It didn't happen. Like to speak, you know, one of our action interviews with him it didn't happen but mr tatler still took the time out to hang out with me and have a good time in the lobby of the show because he is just a super guy and of course he makes for an absolutely super interview and once again like i said total bucket list moment to get us to our chat with him getting into the wonderful world of Diamond Head and just all of the history involved there. Let's drop a track from Lightning to the Nation 2020. It's like, which song do you pick? Okay, we we already picked this one. This one's a classic. This one's a classic. This one's a classic. This one's a classic. Let's go with The Prince for our chat with the one and only Brian Tatler. The legendary Diamond Head.
first and foremost, what I always like to do when I start an interview with an artist such as yourself, you've been around for more than a day and a night. Uh-huh. When you see the expression legendary, the legendary Diamond Head, <laughs> what is your immediate reaction to that? Um, well, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. I'm grateful for anything, really. And... Uh, to, to be called legendary is a nice compliment. It puts me up there with the, the, the bands who've actually sold millions of records like a, like a Judas Priest or a Black Sabbath. But uh, I presume, you know, it's, it's partly that Diamond has been a very influential band and uh, we were part of the new wave of British heavy metal. So we've kind of earned our place and earned respect from, from our peers over the years. Right, right. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's exactly what I was thinking. We're sitting here right now discussing your latest release, a rather unique one, Lightning to the Nations 2020. Okay, at this point, okay, it's basically a re-recording of your classic record. Is there a why, a wherefore, a reason as to why you're doing this now? Uh, only to celebrate the 40, 40th anniversary of its release. Obviously, it came out in 1980. So when we knew this anniversary was coming up, uh, we discussed it last year. Carl suggested, he said, we could re-record the whole album with this lineup, uh, more modern sound, more modern production. I mean, our singer, Raz, who produced the last album, The Coffin Train, is a, produ is a producer. So... We had that option, and uh, we, you know, we've thought, well, if Raz can produce it, uh, it's going to sound great. Uh, he's been in the band six years, so he he knows the songs very well. We played all the songs live uh, with Raz, and uh, so we just thought, let's give it a go. Let's try and re-record it and see see how it comes together and we can put it out in 2020 obviously we didn't know anything about covid so it's ended up being a fantastic thing that well we diamond head haven't been able to do anything for the past eight months at least we've been able to put this album out and celebrate this this uh, 40th anniversary and just make something of it give something to the fans and just mark the occasion because it, it just feels like otherwise the whole year would have would have almost been wasted and would have just passed us by so uh, I'm very very glad we did it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I've given it a couple of spins and I'm really enjoying it um, thank you are you finding you're getting some younger fans these days maybe just discovering metal for the first time like maybe within the last couple years i think so um a lot of you know the things we do uh you'll get the young fans out who probably got into us through metallica they may have heard am i evil and they've thought well we're we know we know one song at least, so we'll go and check them out. And of course, they've got a lot more energy than the older guys, so they're m normally the ones down the front, uh, uh, rocking out. Uh, and it does give us a buzz to see uh, some energy, some action in the audience. Uh, but I, I think one of the one of the things behind the idea of re-recording 
lightning to the nations was that we may be able to hook in newer fans who wouldn't necessarily listen to a 40 year old album uh, so uh, you know m m music's moved on so much in 40 years production and guitar amps and everything so I, I just thought it's going to sound more powerful. It's going to sound bigger and heavier. Um, so we may just hook in fans who, who, you know, they may hear it at, at, on the radio or on a club or something and think, who's this? You know, this is, uh, it sounds great. Uh, oh, it's Diamond Dead. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and you never know. We, we, we Hopefully, we'll, uh, it, it helps keep the band going, doesn't it, rather than just playing to a diminishing returns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely, definitely. Um, what about dealing with, and I don't know if you've had any yet or seen any, but what about dealing with any criticisms of, ah, this is just a cash-in record. They're writing because Metallica put them on the map, which I like <laughs> to think it's kind of the other way around when you really think about it. Like, if there was no Diamond Head, there'd be no Metallica. Well... I, I can't take all the credit for that. I always think, I always think Metallica would still be there, but they'd just sound a little bit different. Uh, I hope you know we gave them some uh, some uh, good ideas to to run with. But uh, no, I, I don't see it as a cashing in. I think it's a, a celebration, uh, and I, I'm fully aware that some people won't want to know. They will just they want to live almost you know leave the past as it is and i always think well you've got the old album you've got lightning to the nations whereas give this a go or don't give it a go mm -hmm. i don't mind either way but really you know the opportunity to to re-record it came up and if if the old guys you know don't buy it or something then that's fine you know if they don't want to buy it uh they don't even want to listen to it that's absolutely fine we're sort of hoping that, that the fans will come on board with it, enjoy it, uh, accept it for what it is, and we'll make some new fans. For sure, for sure, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we're, we've already played the record. We'll play it again with this interview, and we'll turn on our listeners to this really cool release. Um, one of the bonus tracks, I guess you would call it, for the lack of a better word, was your cover of No Remorse. And, Why? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I always, I always thought this, this was perfect because, as you mentioned, Metallica has done a lot of your songs, and now the roles are reversed, and you're giving them the diamond head treatment. Why, why that yeah. tune particularly? Uh, okay. Um, I, I wanted to do something off the first album because Metallica only covered songs off Diamond Head's first album, so I just focused on Kill 'Em All. I didn't want to do Seek and Destroy because I think it's it's a big song that you know they play it live every night. It's their encore. Uh, so I looked through the other tracks and I, I settled on No Remorse because I felt it had a Diamond Head quality to it. I think Diamond Head's influence on Metallica is perhaps strongest on Killamore, and uh, uh, in particular, I felt No Remorse had little elements of The Prince and Dead Reckoning and Sucking My Love and. And I, so I said to everybody, let's let's learn No Remorse. Um, when it, it became time to rehearse the covers. Um, and so we did. And 
we just went into rehearsal and right no remorse count count you're in and it sounded pretty good the first take and uh we only had to go through it a few times uh, and we just knew it was going to work it, it just had a diamond head quality to it there's something about the writing that uh, just lent itself perfectly to diamond head and um this band, the, the you know us as players, so that's that was it. We didn't have to look any further. We, I I didn't then suggest. Well, let's try a couple of other ones. We just thought, right, no remorse is is going to be fantastic. So that was it. Right on, and it definitely is. You got it right the first time. Just let's look at it that way. <laughs> I think so. I think yeah, we, we did one program. And it, it sounded great, so we just left it at that. <laughs> right, on, right on. Has anyone from Metallica heard that your, yes. your version yet? Yes, I sent it to Lars, and he sent me a, a text back, a lovely text saying he, you know, it comes full circle. He said, which I thought was <laughs> lovely, and uh, he was very honoured. He said to be covered by Diamond Head, and uh, he loved the version, and he loves Raz because, of course, Raz is Danish. So uh, ah. he, he, he Raz is already on board with Lars. <laughs> <laughs> and I spoke to Lars. We did an interview a few weeks back uh, for uh, Classic Rock in the UK. And so we got to chat for about an hour over Zoom. And, oh, and excellent. Was, yeah, it was great. Right on, right on. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Okay, uh, maybe as an artist, like I remember a couple of years back, you played My Neck of the Woods here, and unfortunately, it was a sparsely populated show because it was a it was on a weeknight, and I just I I'm really frustrated that the place wasn't packed. The people that were there, though, got the you you got those the most attention when you were doing your Metallica cover when people that's when people started moving up to the stage and i'm kind of like you people are pissing me off now like right you mean <laughs> when when we were doing songs that metallica had covered right they? yes yes when that when we played say helpless or the prince or something right yes. right but, and, but i can understand that it's because people know it don't they that they've heard that that song so they may not have heard borrowed time or you know something off off uh, death and progress but uh, they know those songs and and, and very often a lot of uh, fans want to hear stuff off the debut album like into the nations it is it is still the 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 album that most diamond fans like and talk about uh, and there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made a classic. That's the I'm best trying, way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, I've tried to, you know, move on, but it, it, it's it's absolutely adamant. It, it wants recognition. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. Any thought when this whole COVIDness blows up and you're back on tour? Any thought of doing lightning in its entirety? On, um, on stage yes we have done it before we in 2010 we celebrated its 30th anniversary so we did some shows um um to to do that where we played the whole album in its entirety all seven songs back to back and it sounded great in fact we played in um uh, canada we did that little place uh Foo-Foo-ness or something like that mm -hmm. in uh, 
Oh, where's that place? In Montreal. <laughs> Montreal. Yes. So we played that place and we did the whole album there. And uh, we did probably about eight, ten gigs like that where we played the whole album. And it went over really well. Even though it's slightly weird doing Am I Evil fourth and then following it with Sweet Innocent. You know, it's a tough song to follow. Normally we do it as an encore or, right. or the last song in the set. But, uh, yeah, it went very well. And, and, of course, we would have done that this year to mark, again, its 40th anniversary. But we can't. So I guess people will forgive us if we end up doing it next year as a... <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, we got to get you to cross Canada and do just that here. That would be absolutely <laughs> awesome. Um, with with this year, maybe because it's somewhat of an anniversary, but there are still a lot of bands such as yourself from the original new wave of British heavy metal era that are still going venom is still putting out albums raven clovenhoof angel witch all of these bands are still going strong what do you and yourself what what do you attribute that to i think it's just love isn't it love of the music uh we're all basically music fans aren't we um so the idea of, of playing these songs to to an audience uh, with your friends, you know, uh, is very attractive. And we all enjoy being in the band and we all love to play live. Uh, and we're all absolutely gutted that we we can't play live and that we've had all our gigs cancelled or postponed. Uh, but now I think it's just a, a love for the music. Um, the, the opportunities come in, you know, if, you, if you're stuck at home and you get a, an opportunity to go and play a festival in Spain for a weekend or something. You, what else are you going to do? You know, yeah, oh, yeah, I can't. I, I've got to cut the lawn that weekend. You know, <laughs> you're going to go, aren't you? You're going to go and enjoy it and have, have a few bevies and and uh, it's like a it's like a, a a mad weekend away with your lads. You know, so I mean, uh, some bands are more professional than others, I would imagine, and some bands tour all the time. We try to to keep it full, pretty full-time. But um, I'd imagine other bands have, have got day jobs and they just get the, to go away the odd weekend and and uh, and why not? For sure, for sure. That's that's what it's all about, yeah. You kind of answered what was going to be my next, my next question. Like, do you still keep in contact with a lot of the old guard from back then? Are you still social with as many as possible? Um, I do know a few. Uh, I, I know a couple of the guys in Tigers of Pantang. And I, I've seen Girls' School a lot. We we end up on the same festivals as Girls' School quite a few times. Uh, they're nice. They're always good good for a laugh. Uh, we've done a bunch of dates with Saxon. In the past couple of years, we've probably done 11 dates, 12 dates. Uh, and we always get on well with them. They seem happy to have us on board. And... Uh, uh, we're always really glad to go out with Saxon. We we do, you know, UK and Europe mainly. Um, but yes, it, it, you know, usually there's a lot of respect. Uh, if I see one of the guys from, you know, Venom or, or Angel Witch or somebody, I'll always go over and we'll always have, you know, a little chat. Because uh, I think we're survivors, you know. I think there's that mutual respect that we were there 40-odd years ago and we're still playing now we're still 
you know, rocking out and uh, uh, there's a respect, you know, fair play. It's not been an easy ride uh, for any of us. change in the span of 10 years but when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting one thing is still guaranteed the shining wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news interviews with the greatest guests and of course tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling 
The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. There are only three good things you need in life. Sex, beer, and pure rock.
has a little celebration of all things a new wave of a British heavy metal. And of course, here's a couple bands like Diamond Head, okay, that are still doing it, still killing it, showing the youngins exactly how it's done. First song, aside one from the latest record from Angel Witch, the 2019's Angel of Light record. That is Don't Turn Your Back. And before that, wrapping up that awesome chat with Mr. Tatler, that was The Mighty Raven. Still, still one of my favorite bands with the title track from their Metal City record. And of course, that album is definitely going to be in contention for record of the year here in Snowy Manor and our upcoming uh, Rammy awards as well that's something you and i have to discuss the whys and wherefores about our annual award show basically we're yeah basically where uh we sit down and we share with all of our beautiful motherfuckers um what turned our crank what we dug and all that and um everything we're going to be playing today is uh definitely up there so thank you to everyone involved for getting me connected once again with mr tatler he's a great guy you know (laughs) like even like it's even though you know he was kind of busy he was doing the press junket and all that it just he wanted to talk some more as soon as we wrapped up the interview just to shoot the shit a little bit and all that and yeah stuff like that you know, when a when a guy like like you can tell, you can tell when someone is digging what they're talking about and they're proud of what they're doing and all that. Oh, like, yeah. You know, because they don't want to stop talking about it. Like I've had and this didn't necessarily happen with this interview, okay? But I've had some interviews where it took kind of the artist a little bit of time to get rolling and start talking. And now he's dead, 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 dead. And he's really going. We're getting a lot of, we're having a great conversation, but I'm out of questions and we're out of time. Oh man. And, and all that. And I, I have to get going. I have to respect this segment of the show or perhaps I'm at work and I have to get back to money job and all that. And when I say I got to wrap it up, you could, I could feel the disappointment. Yeah. Okay, on the other end, because he still wants to talk, and you feel like a knob, you feel like a heel, because you're like, no, I'm sorry, I gotta go, I wish I could talk to you all day, but someone's gotta keep the economy going, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so, so, yeah, yeah, so, starting off 2021 in a big way, go out and check out that Lightning to the Nations 2020, if you haven't already. Not only, okay, if you have the original record, I think it does it justice. This nice new coat of metallic paint does it justice. And if you're only hearing about this diamond head now, because you're a younger fan, maybe you discovered Metallica, and that's your gateway, and now you're hearing the name Diamond Head and all that, this might be the record to introduce you and kind of, you know, bring you into the wonderful world of 
the new wave of British heavy metal and then take that journey down to the late 70s, early 80s, you know, when it really it really started to kick in. I really think it's a journey that everyone should take. And 2020 was one hell of a journey as well, shall, shall we say. Everyone's kind of breathing the sigh of relief, okay? Like, like ah, fuck you, 2020. You know, it's like, like all of a sudden, because the calendar changed, all the problems are going to go away. Virus is gone. <laughs> Four years of Trump erased you know yeah yeah, yeah, well, yeah you know, it's like, I, no that's not how it works I, oh. have you seen the memes like one of my friends posted the best meme ever about that because uh, it says january 1st you know hooray we made it that awful year is behind <laughs> us and then it says august 4th 2021 the snake wolves have taken illinois here's what that means for ohio volcano refugees <laughs> Yes, yes, I saw that. We might have been looking at the same, the same one. Yeah, I just, it it's makes like, me laugh because it's like, like everyone's like, "Yes, we made it January 1st. I'm like, if you guys remember, I think January first last year, Australia was on fire. So, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. like just because January first doesn't mean good things are going to happen, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Some of the good things that did happen in 2020 was all of the kick-ass music, okay? And we can now look forward to 2021, okay, bringing some more of delivering the goods, shall we say. And uh, that, that I am looking forward to so much, in fact, kind of dug up from loudwire.com a little while back they presented a little article of the 20 of the 88 of the most anticipated albums from 2021 and i thought hey you know what maybe aaron and i we should sit down go over this list and all that just to see if we're kind of on the same page with some of these releases here. So are you up on uh, the Loudwire website? I've got it. I'm ready to rock and roll. <laughs> okay. Okay. First one, right? And we're not we're not going to go through all 88 of them. We're just kind of go going to go through this list together and uh, just kind of get our reactions, you know, with everything. Uh, the first one, Frozen Soul, I have to admit, haven't, heard of them yet um it's probably one that i should probably um check out how how much are you into um the speaking of german meddlers except so i've never been a big except fan i never really not even during the udo days no no like not not during the the you know balls to the wall days when everybody was on board Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just never been my thing Okay, well, in a couple weeks, the new Accept album, Too Mean to Die, is going to drop. And, yeah, yeah, they probably, they've actually been consistent. Yeah. Their last record, Rise, Rise to Chaos, 2017, and they've, since Udo left, you know, and they made their, their comeback, they've been consistent and making consistent 
Records. I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Um, the new Ace Fix. Necrosaurus. However that's pronounced. I'm looking forward to this one myself. It's um, Dutch Dutch Thrash Les, uh, Legends. And as you'll recall, I had the opportunity of meeting the band right after breakfast in our hotel room. Oh, yeah. In our, in our hotel <laughs> oh, when right. we went out to the Quebec Death Fest because, you know, they were playing the festival and, like, our good buddy Ducky and all that. We were having, like, we knew some of the bands were, uh, were staying at the same hotel. We ran into Possessed um, in, the, uh, in the lobby. Of all of all of of all bands and places, that was pretty awesome. And then we we run into Ace Fix, you know, in the cafeteria area when we're having our continental breakfast. And when we're all done, you know, we we approach the band and hi, we're here for the festival. We're looking forward to seeing you guys tonight and all that. They were really gracious. Let us take all the pictures we want, you know, introduce ourselves. They introduced them, you know. It was an absolutely fantastic time. And the whole time I'm marking out, you know, oh, my God, I'm hanging with Martin Van Druen. This is amazing and all that. So I'm looking forward to the new Ace Fix record. We scroll a little bit more. Um, Todd Latour, um, Queensryche's vocalist. So which Queensryche vocalist? Um, well, he's Queensrikes, like the Queensrike out front. So, like, but but not the Jeff Tate, because Jeff Tate. He's that's right? that's basically a solo project. Okay, Jeff Tate's a solo project. So he's the guy that replaced Jeff Tate for Queensrike. Yes. yes. The official Queensrike, I guess. Mm. And now he's got a solo record coming out. I I'm interested. I'm not one of those guys because a band gets a new singer, they just instantly r- r- write them off. You know. Uh, Queensryche has produced, you know, some killer records since Tate has left. I'd be interested in checking at least the first single out on Todd Latour here. Um, they're pretty reckless. I didn't even know they put out a record in 2016. Well, it's funny. I've been going through this list, and a lot of them are like, whoa, they did stuff as recent as 2019? I missed it. <laughs> what, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually... I have the the pretty reckless's first record, and I've seen them live, and they're they're just a good rock band and all that. Any last record kind of went just like went right by me. Death by Rock and Roll. Okay, in February. Like I said, I think that's going to be one of those things. I'm going to check out the first single, see what it does for me. Escape the fate. Not that worried about them. Alice Cooper. Detroit stories, Detroit stories. And I've already heard like what's going to be the first single off of that. And it's a nice throwback to early seventies. Alice Cooper. And yeah, I want to be in the store February 26th for that architects. Not too worried about them. Epica. um, I got a, Couple of their first couple records. Simone Simons is an amazing vocalist. I had a good opportunity, I had the, the good fortune of seeing them live years ago. They came through Winnipeg and they played this little punk rock club, kind of Western Canada's version of CBGBs. 
Nice. Okay. Him just just picture like Nightwish playing CBGBs. That's what it was like. It was a surreal moment, and all that. I'll I'll check that out. The twenty sixth as well. I admit it. Okay. There'll be a new Melvin's record, Working With God. The Melvin's was always... uh, There's so many other bands. I can't listen to everyone. And I never really gave them the chance that I probably should have. How are you with the Melvin's? Do they... So, So, the Melvin's are a band that I feel like I'm supposed to like. Right? Like, I feel like I should like them. Because I like so many other of the bands in and around that era, you know, because the, I know the metal, you know, the Melvins are technically like a Seattle grunge band, but they've always felt more like an SST band to me. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like they, they always have, you know, like they, they feel more Minutemen than anything else. And so I remember asking somebody like any, and anytime you ask like, okay, I want to get into the Melvins. What album do I start with? And everybody says honky. And so I put that album on and I freaking hate it. Ah. Hate it. In fact, hang on. Let's see if I can find the album. Um, and I and I was um, at work once. I found this guy who was in a Melvin's t-shirt. I'm like, dude, I've been trying to get in the Melvin's for a couple of years. What album should I start with? He's like, well, everybody says honky. I'm like, yeah, hate it. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> in that case, Stoner Witch. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay. And so much more fun. Like I and and it's a later album, but I really dug it. But like everybody talks about, well, actually, I think it was before Honky, because Honky was like the breakthrough '97. Um, but yeah, so he's like, okay, no, go back and listen to Stoner Witch Tank. So we talked about a couple of things I liked, but yeah, so I'm I'm really interested to hear it because I really like King Buzzo. He's just he he's an out there guy who <laughs> he's hasn't character, yeah yeah and who just he hasn't stopped. You know, and, and he's just it like you, you kind of you basically know what you're going to get. But I don't mean it's going to be like the same thing he's going to put out. Basically, whatever you think you're going to get, he's going to piss on that, light it on fire and serve it to you. <laughs> like because he's never going to do what you think you're going to get. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, it's a side um, of a true artist. Yeah. Like what was the um? oh, man, was it? Okay, Sam Dunn, when he was doing like the um the the Ev- Metal Evolution series on VH1, you remember that? Right. They did the grunge episode, right? And I, I, I think it was him. Where they're, but they're, they, I think it was Sam Dunn. But I know it was the Melvins. And so the Melvins were like, they were interviewing. They were talking about Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder's voice. They're like, oh yeah, I think they call that the Yarl. Like it's like, you know. And Buzzo is just making so much fun. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna put this on the next record. It just, it was hysterical, dude. Like I'm in tears. And I'm like, yeah, like I just, I, and, and it was such a bummer. And I was like, yeah, honky, that's the best record. I'm like, no, I hate this record. I'm like, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I definitely want to hear it. I'm, I'm very interested to, to hear it. I think it's gonna be interesting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, day to remember. I don't really care about the, one of them yeah. was pork and pro wrestler page for a while there that kind of my interest in a day to remember kind of begins and ends there uh insane clown posse not worried about that i've never looked forward to an insane clown posse record and i and i'm you know like and i know people do but i don't think it's people that read loudwire like i'm kind of shocked if it is um you know what i'm not this isn't my go-to website so i'm not exactly too sure 
Like I go to Blabbermouth, yeah. I go to Brave Words, I go to uh, the PRP and all that. New I Hate God. The last record was self-titled in 2014. I definitely <laughs> think they're due oh, yeah. for a new record. I'm looking forward to this. So looking at this yeah. list, like like I Hate God, right? Where they didn't put anything out for like the last um, seven years now. Do right. you think that they had this ready to go last year and decided to wait? Um, you know what? I never heard either way. I know Mike Williams was having his personal demons dealt with and all that. That that could have been having something to do with it and all that. So honestly, I don't know. I would. I'm just curious because like some of these bands where I see they haven't released an album like a long time, like like Gojira. Right, Gojira has been talking about doing a new album for a while, and they're on this list. And I honestly think that they wanted to put something out in 2020, but when everything went to shit, they're like, "Well, we better hold back." Um, I could see some bands doing that. Like that's been a topic of discussion that I've had with bands all throughout this. You know, what were some of the challenges of putting this record out in this year and all that? And they've said, "Well, we've we basically had it in the can." Or we were just finishing up, and the record label wanted to get it out, and and all that. That's a good question. That should be something, you know, that we could be talking to artists in 2021. You know, with your new album, you know, did you wait out the pandemic to release this so you could probably because bands have to tour it. Oh yeah. In order to promote it and all that. Well, so, that's how they make money. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely a good question. Look at this. We're writing the show already throughout the year. Right on. Right on, right on. The new Rob Zombie, the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. The title <laughs> alone has me excited. Because <laughs> that's does. right up there with Frank Zappa calling his home studio the Utility Muffin Research Kitchen. Like... <laughs> Like this, that this is the kind of you know creativity I appreciate. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm still a Rob Zombie fan. I go back. I remember. Okay, pre, pre, um, like White Zombie took off when they kind of mixed up their sound a bit with a more industrial. Oh, I love that sound. Sound yeah. and all. Yeah, it's a fantastic. But their first album, Make Them Die Slowly. The only people buying that record were Slayer fans, mm -hmm. you know, because that's that's what they basically were a thrash band, pretty much. It's just it's I just so I've been following Zombie right from the very first record that no one cared about, all, like all the way up to now, and including his movies and the breakup of White Zombie, and of course everything that has to do with Mrs. Zombie and all that. It's just it's <laughs> it's. It's been an interesting story, and I would like to see, with all these biopics and all that, Yeah, I would like to see a guy like Eli Roth, or like someone, a horror film, not that it's going to be horrific in terms of a horror film, but someone from the horror film, that from the horror film industry that makes films and would appreciate the Rob Zombie story, like an Eli Roth. I oh, would yeah. really, I would like to see that. I think that'd be fantastic. To tide us over, I think I will be grabbing the new Rob Zombie as well. Does Evanescence mean anything to you? 
Shred it? I guess not. No, I have their first couple records, seen them live. Amy Lee's amazing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not really worried about it. I mean, like, but other than Wake Me Up Inside, I couldn't tell you anything they do. Ah. Uh-huh. Holding absence while she sleeps, not worried about it. Twisted, I don't think we're worried about it. I, I, knew I, I like this artwork, though. This picture for Twist is pretty awesome. Twist. <laughs> yeah, well, aren't aren't they like, I don't know, they're ICP's little brothers. That's what or, I think, uh, thought, too. I, I mean, I appreciate the art, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. The new Both record, last record, 2019. That's right. Yeah, I remember that record came across our desk recently, and it's going to be following it up right away. I think that's a given. I think that's a given for myself and probably the vast majority of our listeners. That's something um, we're going to check out. And and that's a bucket list interview, Miss, Mr. Both on Radioactive Metal, which hopefully maybe this year with this new record. Alien Weaponry. I've heard a lot about this band, but I just you can't listen to everyone, so I haven't really given them you know their proper due new andrew wk what do you say um i really never got into them no 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 i have his first couple records and all that but the last the i don't know exactly how many there have been i would be curious i'll check out the first single um i think the new Anthrax album is a foregone conclusion with you and I. I am always looking forward to a new Anthrax album. I would imagine so. Anthrax. I'm always looking to a new Anthrax record, and I feel pretty strongly that this record is an example of we should have had it last year during the pandemic. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, for one that was, yeah, 2016. Yeah. And Yeah, it was their last record for All Kings, and... Yeah, they're they've been consistent as well, and they're yeah. one of those bands. Nineteen eighty five, you know, mm-hmm. still killing it, still doing it. I discovered Raven and Anthrax, you know, the same year, pretty much. When yeah. I think about it, still huge fans of both. Still huge fans of both. Definitely looking forward to this, and hopefully, you know, we can get someone from Anthrax back on again. Archspire. Um, new record to be determined. Last record, 2017. Great Canadian prog, you know, prog death band. Um, yeah, looking forward to this. We will have them on Atreyu. Not too worried about that. Baroness. This is one of those bands, or as our former colleague Kareen one time referred to them as Baroness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, she's so good for that kind of stuff. That still, that still kind of sticks into my head every time I see the name Baroness here. I always think, I always think that um, this is a great band. Okay, their last record was just 2019, um, but I, I, for me, they kind of fell into the camp. Listen to everything. You know, I gave them a, a spin. Good good stuff and then kind of moved on what about you is this yeah i'm aware of them but i was never never really a big listener right right i don't think bear tooth means much to us i know that you're looking forward to the new between the buried and me um no No? who am i thinking (laughs) of? you have another 
There was a, you know, there's a band that you that you really dig that have the long name like that. Oh, um, you're thinking about Upon a Burning Body. No, no, there was another one. Another one? <sighs> Shit. Tony Danza, Tap Dance, Extravaganza. No. <laughs> no, no, they're a little they're a little bigger than that. We've 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 talked about them on the show. But I love the Tony Danza, Tap Dance, Extravaganza. Oh, yeah, yeah, but there, I know that's not the one that I'm thinking of. Um, ah, ah. I know this makes for terrible radio. I mean, I enjoy it. <laughs> well, we'll keep going. Maybe they're on this list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're not looking forward to Between the Buried and Me. Sorry. No. I thought you were. Uh, but myself, um, it's a band I can take or leave. If they come through town, if Ninja Cat Production brings them, I'll go to the show, obviously, because I'll be working it. I'll interview the band. We'll have them on. We'll do this, this, that, and another thing. But I don't know exactly how forward to it I'm looking right now. Black Veil Brides, I don't think we're working. We're too worried about it. Bottom After Midnight, which I think is um, legal mumbo-jumbo. Alexei has to call them, you know, Children of Bottom something else wait now. for real when did that happen I, i'm i'm only assuming i'm only assuming because i'm just for what we see here okay we have bottom after midnight to be announced and the last record oh, was I hexed in, in 2019 as children of bottom so are we sure that he's just not doing like adult metal you know what i don't know midnight? i don't know honestly I'm just taking an educated guess because I guess I'm just that jaded and we've just seen enough of the legal mumbo jumbo bullshit and we're all frustrated by it at this point. And so I guess my head immediately went there. Get get Shudder if you don't have it yet. It's only like five bucks a month if you like your horror movies because there is a movie and I I started to watch this particular movie. It's called Lake Bottom, Lake Bottom. Yeah. Okay, and it's a biopic about the murders at Lake Bottom that inspired this band and the idea behind it and all that. I started watching it, but I was getting distracted by other things, and it's in Finnish, okay? So I couldn't... I Okay, I have to step away from this because if I'm watching a foreign film with subtitles, you have to immerse yourself in it. Oh, yeah. You know, or else you're just not going to. Yeah, and bring your reading glasses. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So I had to walk away from that. When I get a chance this holidays when it's just me and an empty living room and it's nice and quiet, I'm going to check that movie out. And I'm going to do a little more. should have done our homework with this, I guess. But I'm going to do a little more of our research, quote unquote. On Bodom After Midnight, it's got it's definitely got. I found me. a quick blurb that they played their last show as Children of Bodom in 2019 and disbanded the band apparently, and then Alexi and another guy continued on as Bodom After Midnight. I wonder if that's with Entombed years ago. Um, Entombed were known as Carnage. No, what the hell were they known as? Nihilist. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they wanted to kick this one guy out of the band, but they were kind of friends. Uh-huh. And they didn't want to ditch him. So they said, oh, sorry, we're breaking up Nihilist. 
And then they immediately reformed without this guy as Entombed. Well, that's hysterical. <laughs> so I wonder I wonder if that's the same case with Bodom after midnight, because you know, well, we have a con we're all contracted, contract this, deal that, that legal funny? mumbo jumbo. So if we break up the band, you and I let's get together and we'll work around that contract that way. Wow. Once again, all all speculation. That's good speculation, speculation though. I, I'll buy it. Sure. <laughs> well, the history, history, you know. Born of Osiris, good, uh, good prog death band. Looking forward to that as well. I'm sure they've been through Winnipeg a lot. I'm sure we'll see them again. Both for my Valentine, I don't think we're too worried. That's not that they suck. It's just like I got some of their records, but. Uh, I'll grab. I'll see how we're doing. Candlemas. What does Candlemas mean to you? Well, I'm kind of excited because remember, like Candlemas didn't do anything for a while, and mm-hmm. I got into them because of Rock. You know, one of our former co-hosts, right? And um, they put out a new album last year. No, last year, two years ago. Twenty. What was the last one? 2018. Is that what it says? 2019, The Door to Doom. Yeah, so I thought, like 2019. So it, it wasn't that long ago. And I remember telling Rock about it. He's like, what? New Candle Mask? How did I miss that? You know? And um, like I thought it was pretty cool. And um, I'm kind of excited to see them like back, you know, back at it. Like mm-hmm. getting a consistent vibe going here again. Another old-time band from the 80s as well. Yeah. Very influential, very influential as well. Chevelle, whatever, not worried about that. Uh, Cradle of Filth, new one to be announced. Last record, 2017. Uh, I dig this band. I only recently, I finally got a chance to see them live. Was it last year they finally came through Winnipeg? Um, Ninja Cat wasn't putting the show on but we were working in conjunction with it wasn't really doing anything with it except they comped me for the show for mrs snowy and i oh, rock on. That, that's about it that was our first time seeing a cradle hopefully it won't be the last i'm going to check out this new record crown the empire i don't think we're that interested in crystal lake like the name Okay. Yep. Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Don't know about that. Dead. Dead Cross. Of course, pictured there. That's Mike Patton. He of Faith No More fame and all that. Their last record, their self-titled. Um, it's one of the all-star bands, right? Compiled like him. Is it not away from Voivod on drums? No. No. Lombardo. X Slayers on drums. Oh yeah, but I thought he was just with Mr. Bungle. He was doing the drums. Is he doing it with with this other project too? Um, you know what? I'm not 100 percent now. Not 100 percent now. I just know this is Mike Mike Patton's, you know, band, kind of an all star thing. See, once again, we're doing like 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 we said during our. Uh, Metal Xmas special. Doing this straight from the hip. I got nothing written down for this segment. Don't have to write anything down for Mr. D. Snyder. Going to be dropping a new record. Last one, 2018's For the Love of Metal. 
Well, yeah, going to be checking this out. Yep. And, you know, it's funny, that really explains his involvement in um, the new Cobra Kai series. Mm. What, what a great way to get his name out there with this series right. that, like, I, it's fantastic. Like, and one of the main reasons I like the series is because, one, they pay homage to the original movies. Mm-hmm. Two, they also kind of make fun of themselves in the original movies. And then three, they make fun of what's going on today. So it's like, it's it's serious and funny all at the same time, and it's just so so wonderfully done. Like I I, I every time I watch an episode, it's like my favorite soap opera. Like I can't get enough, man. You know. Okay. Yeah. And so Cobra Kai, like I, that's like a sequel to the. Karate Kid, yeah, because I I never saw the Karate Kid, but I know kind of what this what this is. How is Snyder connected to this? So this is what's awesome, right? And without giving too much away for anybody who hasn't maybe watched it yet, um, there's a kid who unfortunately is ends up in a wheelchair and may never walk again. And as a part of his rehab, um, his sensei Johnny Lawrence, you know, from the first Karate Kid movie, it says. Screw it, you need to get out. And so he takes him to see D. Snyder. And they're playing I Wanna Rock. And while they're playing that um that song, they look down and this kid who can't move his legs is tapping his foot. Ah. Yeah, so it's like the power of metal coming through, you know? There we are. That's what I like. That's what I like to Dude, see. It's it's so good. Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah. Devil Driver, Dealing with Demons 2. Last record was, well, Dealing with Demons 1 just, just <laughs> last, last year. So, uh, um, yeah, no no wonder they're following it up right away. Okay, I, I haven't heard the last one. Okay, so maybe, yeah, and the horror film fanatic in me, okay? There was, like, back in the... And we we talked about this on one of my metal fixes, but in the mid '80s there was the Demons Italian horror film. Yeah, they followed that up with Demons Two pretty quickly, and, and all that. So so my mind immediately went up. You know, when I saw dealing with Demons Two, dealing with Demons One, that's where my mind went really quick. So I think I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold off. Dealing with Demons 1 until the second one comes out and kind of make it a night of Devil Driver checking out both records at once because they're it's a sequel for all intents and purposes. Dude, Des Fafra is one hard working dude. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah, for sure. I mean, between sure. Devil Driver and then his surf company, like he is just one hard-working dude and i really appreciate everything he's putting out in all aspects of his life yeah gotta get him on the show i would love to talk to him especially i'd like to talk to him about the surf surf thing he has going on oh for sure for sure well that's what we like to do we like to yeah you know talking about the new record and tour is great but when we can get a band talking about something they don't get asked all the time makes for great conversation honestly i don't know who don brocco is me neither. And I mean, he's I, a Hoos t-shirt. Does that name ring a bell to you at all? 
Nope. I mean, there's a movie, what, in the 90s, Donnie Brasco? It's about as close as we get. Okay, yeah, no idea. Dream Theater. Uh, This looks like a picture of Anthrax. So I was like, we already saw Anthrax. (laughs) That's another band. Okay, they're great. You know, um, can't, can't listen to everything. Never really got into Dream Theater. And, like, I'm sure, you know, they're absolutely amazing, but... Every time I die, I'm looking forward to this. Is this the band you were thinking of? This is like a nice long no, thing. Okay. No, no, and it's, it still hasn't, it still hasn't come to me. And as as wrestling fans, you know, I'm still, you know, every time I die, that's um, Andy. Andy Williams band, yep. who's he's uh, he's the butcher in uh, AEW wrestling right now because he's he does he does both. Definitely a guy I want, not only on Radioactive. Oh, I could just sit down with Andy Williams, you know, press, record, talk about, talk about, you know, the new record for Radioactive Metal. Stop, pour another Motorhead. Okay, start up again. Okay, let's let's talk about The Butcher and the Blade and AEW for uh, Wrestling Night in Canada. My brother program that would be very interesting um evile good um that they uh made their way oh through uh, i want to say maybe about six or seven years ago there was that crop of uh old like young 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 bands making their first couple records in their early 20s but they had the strong influence from the old timers, bands like Evil, bands like uh, Warbringer, like uh, Evil Survives here from Winnipeg, bands like Cauldron, Enforcer, all of those awesome bands. Evil e- e- were right in the middle of that. Their last record was 2013. Wow, dude! Holy shit! I, okay, <laughs> I think I think they. I don't know what's what story they're gonna try to tell us. I think just you guys broke up when you go, you know, eight years between records. Okay. You were more than taking your time. Yeah. You split up. This is more of a reunion record (laughs) than, than anything else. Looking forward to it though. Man, I didn't think it was that long. Holy shit. Radioactive metal has been at this for more than a day and a night. New Exodus record, Persona Grata. Yes, opening day, first day. You know, I'm there. Last record, 2014, Blood in, Blood out. And I assume this is going to be the first record back with Gary Holt back in Exodus full time. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, he so... was doing double duty with Slayer and Exodus and all that, but I guess it's full time. Have you been yeah. following his Instagram at all? Do you follow his Instagram? No, no, and I probably should. You really should. So just for Catterday alone, you should follow mm-hmm. him. Because right. he posts the funniest cat photos you're ever going to see on a Saturday. <laughs> but um, him and his wife bought this awesome new house. And it's at, it used to be like a winery or something like that. And so he was showing like what's going to be this his studio and just this great like i don't I, i'm gonna be honest like from the interview i listened to him on the dean dean Dore podcast and then 
like seeing what what's like watching what's going on on his Instagram. I think we've got this and maybe one more Exodus record left before they call it quits and retire. Oh, okay. Well, you know. it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah, time. yeah. But I mean, it's like he's he's not ready to give it up yet. But it, mm-hmm. he's definitely making those moves. You know, so okay. yeah, like like I feel like we have this in one more record for sure. And let's and, have a world tour, including Winnipeg. Yeah, and and I, I honestly I think that's that's what'll happen. I think they'll really they'll go out Slayer style, mm-hmm. and do like a, a you know a two or three year, all encompassing tour and play everywhere. But at the same time, um, this is where you know you need to get your passport happening, and we need to meet up <laughs> because I honestly feel that, and and I can't remember exactly where he moved because he he did kind of mention it. it's somewhere in California, but. I have a feeling that we're going to be able to catch him, you know, probably once a month at some blues bar. You okay. Know, j- yeah. Just sitting in jamming, like, you know, <laughs> I, I I really do. And I, I think that'd be fun to hear Gary Holt not play Exodus or Slayer. Yeah. You know, just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 just doing it just because he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And because yeah. there's, there's, and I've said, I've said this time and time again, man, there, there is nothing better for me than like watching watching these guys play the music that did it for them you know mm-hmm. like like when you watch uh scott ian get together with dean del rey to do the uh the acdc tribute and scott's got his you know custom made you know replica of what malcolm young played like like his gretsch guitar like he's like a kid in a candy store and it's just so much fun to watch them you know, do what we like, like what we as young musicians did to them, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's like, Oh wow. We're, you know, we're really all the same. Like, you know, being fans is what gets the end of this, you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, you know, yeah, we're stoked to talk to artists and all that, but those artists that we, you know, spoke to or those artists that we speak to when they talk to a Brian Tatler, yeah. They're getting the butterflies. They're getting the the fan moments and all that. Yeah, so, that's oh, the best for part. sure, definitely, so cool. definitely. Uh, new Fear Factory. This is going to be interesting. Okay, it hasn't been the uh, title hasn't been determined yet. Last record was Genexus twenty fifteen. I didn't catch that one, so I don't know. I think this one coming up. Will be the first one without Burton Bell, though. Oh, uh, wow. He's, he's left the band and he's Again? got his own stuff going on. Oh, yeah. I can't keep it. So, but Dino's in this, but then not, but not the other guys, right? Um, I don't know exactly who makes Christian up Old Fear Wolvers Factory. and all that sort of stuff. I, yeah. can, I can't keep up with the Fear Factory drama. <laughs> definitely. Definitely something to look into first. Uh, Ghost. Okay, their their first couple like they've got a new record out this year. I have their first couple. I didn't uh, really give Prequel their 2018 album much of a spin, much of a chance. I'm not not that I think it's going to be terrible or anything, but uh, just you can't listen to everything. Uh, so I think with Ghost, I'm going to check out the first single and kind of see where we go from there. But they are a fantastic band. I've seen them live a couple times, you know. 
Can't go wrong. Does Godsmack mean anything to you? No. Oh, actually. And I feel like people oh. think they should, but it's just, eh. I mean, they're okay. okay. No, fair enough. We've had Shannon Larkin, and we've had Sully on the show as well. Uh, last record, When Legends Rise. Okay, you know what? I don't I don't have that one. I, I, I never grabbed that one. And we spoke to Mr. Larkin, but I I am a Godsmack fan, dig them and all that, but I was when I was talking to Larkin, I was like, okay, this is the dude from Wrathchild America. Okay, that's who I was speaking to in my head. You know, this is the dude from Ugly Kid Joe. All that. Um, you aforementioned Gojira, and I know oh, you dude. love this band. So love Gojira. It's a foregone conclusion, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I I've yeah. been dying for this album. Mm-hmm. Magma was the 2016. Okay, they're due. They're due. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and I think it's that's I think they're right on their their normal track. You know, or pretty close to it. Okay, yeah, looking forward to that. The New Guar. There's another band, okay, right from the start, mid 80s, before they were even a metal band. You know, they were all part of the uh, the hardcore punk scene with their first record, Hello, oh, yeah. and all that. Right from the start, I've been following this band. What an amazing journey it's been on. And we've just, we've had them on, you know, various members a couple times. they kept going. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, that was a band that I really thought was done when Odorous um, passed away, okay. you know. When, when when he because I mean he's been the driving force of that band, and right. it it was impressive to see everybody pick it up and keep going like he never left. Hmm. Hmm. I think he definitely would have wanted it that way. The last record, Blood, the Blood of God. So they're definitely in 2017. So yeah, they're due for another one. Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Six years. Since their last record, that I don't even remember this one. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, so um, you know, once when Halloween, they were a band back then, mid '80s. Discovered them the same time, you know, as as Anthrax, like a number of the bands that we've discussed. Their first, their first couple albums, their EP, you know, and those first subsequent records, they were considered like a thrash band. You know, because it's a whole, it, it was a whole new world, this whole new weird, weird sound of metal. And then, you know, just as they've kind of progressed over the years, they came oh, yeah. more, became a more of a power metal band. And they kind of did their own experimentation with some of the records, which they lost fans, but they gained some and all that. I really kind of Halloween has kind of fallen off my radar. Going to give that once again, give that. First single, a spin. Hooded Menace. Okay. Stoked. Stoked. Their last last record. And I was actually kind of surprised to see them on this list because the last record, Osorium Silhouettes Unhallowed, 2018, like, that's not that long ago. Okay, and I really like, hmm, hmm. Like, we've played that record. It's definitely a band that I would like to have on the show. Uh, and as soon as that, as soon as the new one comes across our desk, we'll check that out. The Who, H, yeah, H, U, yeah. Don't I, 
I never even heard of this until I saw this picture. So I was aware of them because they keep cropping up. But then okay. I listen to them. I'm like, why are they coming to metal stuff? Because like every time I hear them, it just sounds like traditional Chinese music. So maybe I'm missing something or maybe I'm not listening long enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's oh, very, very enough. interesting. Cool, cool. New El Nino. Uh, this is actually kind of surprising because I thought they were pretty much done. Yeah, I haven't heard of like, them since the 90s. Yeah, since they were definitely a highlight of the whole new metal boom. And their last record, uh, Till Death La Familia, 2014. So, okay, come on, guys. It's not your new record. This is your reunion. This is your comeback. Looking forward to it. Ginger. Okay, I'm not a fan. I haven't really given it enough time and enough of my attention. That's that's it. I'm sure if I did, you know, I'll have more of an appreciation for him. I just mm, okay. The Killers. Okay, yeah. No, this is kind of. I don't even know why this is on the list. Yes, I came for editor. That's that. That's fine. Hey, new creator. Okay, last record, of course, Gods of Violence 2017. Definitely due for a new record. And it's one that I want because this band is still killing it. <laughs> okay, some people might argue in the 90s they had a couple missteps, you know, experimenting with their sound. Didn't go over with a new audience. Didn't, uh, no one from the old days really appreciated them. But once the 2000s, Started to kick in. It's been one amazing record after another. Creator are still as awesome as they were in the 80s. They're still killing it. <sighs> Mammoth. WVHS. VHS. WVH. Of course, this is Wolfgang Van Halen. Their solo. And I guess, I guess his solo record, which um, I'm assuming... He's taken the moniker of Mammoth because that's what Van Halen were called when they first started, as I recall. Really? You know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I did not know that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be the debut record. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what the kid's going to come up with. No matter what this kid does, okay, he's going to have detractors. He's going to have those keyboard warriors... It, you know, your dad died, so you got this record contract, and you don't deserve shit, and ah, let's hear the record, you know, you know, and you, you can't punish a kid for his ancestry, you know, his for his bloodline, well, and, and all that, let's hear what he's got to say, I mean, Mastodon, it, new like record, Wolfgang last Van record Halen? was... 17. Well, hang on. If you think about it, though, like Wolfgang Van, Van Halen is essentially rock royalty, you know, right. and it's kind of like what the, um, you know, the, all the princes of England go through, you know, because Queen Elizabeth isn't going to give up that throne until she's dead. <laughs> and and right. honestly, I'm convinced that she's probably found a way to animate her corpse so she can keep going. Um, because right. like, I feel like spite is what's keeping that woman going. <laughs> you know, because she just doesn't want to give up the throne to Prince Charles, right? So uh -huh. then now you've got the other princes, and you know everything they do is under speculation. Oh, how could you do this? You know, like every little thing, and it's it's the same thing, man. Like 
Wolfgang, like, I'm just glad that the playing bass thing wasn't just to appease his dad, that he really wants to make music. He's going to give a go at it. And I'm excited to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like the, it, it's just, if there was no sincerity or whatever, then the, the kid could just sit back and live off of the ra- the radio royalties of the 1984 record alone. Oh, yeah. And all that. So I don't think this is a money thing. I think, no. uh, you know, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm definitely curious. Mastodon, a new record to be announced. Last one was The Emperor of Sound. That's, that's, that's another band. First couple records, seen them live, dig them and all that, but just kind of fell on the wayside with the last couple pretty much once they signed to a major label and i'm not i'm not gonna be old man snowy okay you know like oh signed to a major you sold out you did this no it's not that i just yeah there was just there's just so much out there okay and they just kind of fell off to the side for me but with every with every new record i always give it a spin check it out and then go from there i know we're still psyched for a new megadeth record oh yeah but you know what's funny like it really has been a while since the last megadeth and dave typically doesn't go that long between records and it doesn't seem like it's going to be five years since dystopia came out it doesn't seem that way it only seems like it's only been like maybe two Holy shit, where is the time going? And Megadeth have been consistent. Oh, yeah. Okay, there, there's been, like, the Risk record, which had some really cool tunes on it. But for the most part, like, I bought it. Okay, this song is really good. Okay, Prince of Darkness, that's that's a really good song. You know what? But it kind of went on the shelf, and it hasn't come out since, since then. And a lot of... Ugh, most of Megadeth's records since 1985, 1984. Okay. It's a record. They're records that I will revisit all the way through, you know, like the whole spanning the whole career, even some of those records that people, you know, like world needs a hero and all that. like that didn't go over too well with, with everyone. I'm still kind of enjoying this. Okay, we got the Melvins back on so, the list. It's because this is the Melvins. The other one was Melvins 1983. 1983, yeah. And apparently Melvins 1983 is the 1983 lineup because I've been trying to figure that out. I'm like, dude, I can't, I cannot keep up with all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just whatever. If you're a Melvins fan, check it out. What, Dude, it's like comics nowadays. Like... You remember, like, when you get a comic and it would just be a comic series for, like, you know, however many issues until they ended it? Right. Now, like, they reboot every so many years because everybody likes a number one. Right, yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, so so they're, so you, you get a series and then they end it and then they start again. It's like, no, 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 this isn't the Flash. This is the Flash universe. Like, fuck, whatever. <laughs> and, and like, like, it's the same thing with these bands. Now. Like, like, um, I just found Ultraman. Right? Like the rise mm-hmm. of Ultraman. Well, I'm at this comic shop today, and they're like, well, that's only going to be like a five issue series. And I'm like, 
Mm. Are there any? He's like, no, they have a sequel planned already. I'm like, oh my goodness, can we just keep it going? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. You know, like, I can't we can't, like they did the same thing with American Vampire, like they do American Vampire, then it was American Vampire this, then American Vampire that, now it's American Vampire 1976. I'm like, if you guys would have just kept fucking writing, um, mm. we'd have just this great collection of American Vampire stories. Like, jeez. <laughs> Like obviously we all want to read it. That's why we're busting down the door. Still but, tuning in, yeah. yeah, but it's like the same damn thing. Well, this is Melvin's nineteen eighty three. This is Melvin's nineteen ninety six. Like guys, just fucking make a record. <laughs> and it looks like we're getting two of them. Looks yeah, like yeah, oddly enough. Yeah, yeah. No ministry this year. Uh, I don't even remember the twenty eighteen. America can't or Americant with the triple K's. I don't even remember that, but something tells me, me either. I want to go and check that out. It's a dig ministry. Even after all this year. Ms. Ms. May I, I don't think we're that too interested no. in that. The new Monster Magnet, last record, Mindfucker 2018. Yeah. I dig this band. I dig this band. They're 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 another one. That the metal underground kind of embraced first, before the mainstream, before they had their big, their big mainstream breakthrough hit, and all that. Um, and it looks like, I think they're with Napalm Records now, so that tells me that, you know, they're no longer the big major label media darlings and all that, which only makes for good music. Oh yeah. You know, I think Rob Zombie is on Nuclear Blast now. Like, like these bands are still making kick-ass music, but the majors, well, you're not selling enough for us, so go away. And that you makes know? the music better. It, 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 it does, because while Universal would have said, well, sorry, Rob, you can't do this, this, and this, Nuclear Blast will say, Rob, just go go make a fucking record. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's what Napalm is saying to Dave Windorf here from Monster Magnet. Just go make a record. We don't care. It's going to be kick ass. When record labels can just let the artist be the artist, then it's win win. It's win for the artist, win for the label, and mostly it's win for the fans. Same thing could be said. New municipal waste. Their last record, Slime and Punishment, 2017. Obviously, I'm looking forward to this. Been a fan of this band pretty much right from the start. And then, of course, you know, their connections to Iron Reagan and Cannabis Corpse and all that. So looking forward to this. Their last record was fantastic. And they're another band. They're just just go and do it. Go do don't 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 talk to me. Go. Where, where's your fucking record? Go make it. Exactly. Don't don't bug me. Muse. That, that means nothing to me. I don't know. Yeah, like so. Like they had that hit with Knights of Cydonia on the Guitar Hero game. However long ago. Is that even metal? Um, they're more like a proggy, rocky, intellectual kind of band. Like it's it's like. <sighs> It's metal for mathematicians. Oh, okay. Let's call it that way. Like, like, and I and I don't mean that 
in is any sort of insult. But like anytime you meet somebody who considers himself like a really intellectual, geeky kind of person, they seem to love Muse. Uh, oh, the elitist. Yeah, like I, I didn't necessarily want to go that route, but that's probably <laughs> the best way to describe it. Okay, fair enough. I I should know who Miles Kennedy is as well. Yeah, he why, Motley Crue, why, right? I don't remember someone named Miles Kennedy officially in that. Band. Oh fuck, Guns N' Roses Slash. He was singing with Slash. That was it. Oh okay, all right. Uh, yeah, all right. I got yeah. I got that totally messed up. Sorry. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm sure somebody but... hates me for it right now. <laughs> we mean Guns huh? N' Roses. But what? Yeah. Mice and Men. I don't think anyone's too worried about that. Same. Okay. What about the Offspring? Do they? Do you care? No, like, but I mean, I stopped caring a long time ago. Um, however, yeah. what what was their song um, that? Nah, nah, why don't you get a job? Right. Say no way, yeah. no way, no way. But but here's the thing of the offspring. I don't think people realize how bad of a singer that guy is, and I don't mean that to be insulting. It was just like you listen to the records and you can hear he's just barely making those pitches. And then you hear it live, you're like, oh, yeah, you can barely hit the stuff that you wrote. You know, but people love them. Who who am I to judge, right? Right. Well, I think the officer at this point, yeah, they're still making records. But I don't think anyone really cares anymore about new material. They're kind of that band. Their first three or four records, okay, uh, their, their biggest one, you were just singing – the song yeah the name i oh. have it but it's kind of people, people want to hear um keep them separated right yeah yeah they people want to hear, hear all the singles off of that people want to hear pretty fly for a white guy right and people right. want to hear that, that song that i was just saying about the job mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. that's that's well, that was definitely their heyday and they're still making records and i can't really give an opinion either way but everyone going to an offspring concert it's nostalgia now yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I I feel like they're definitely in the soundtrack. <laughs> God help us, dude. Yeah. Offspring is a classic rock band now. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but it's it's funny because like the people that are going to go to see the Offspring for nostalgia, um, tried to tell me that I was seeing Anthrax for nostalgia in the '90s. I'm like, no, they're still putting out new records. Whatever, yeah. man. They're a washed up '80s band. I'm like, Anthrax is kept putting out good music. They haven't stopped, you know, like sometimes there's a delay and I mean, maybe there's like a hiccup in a trip, but I mean, since they came back with worship music, just holy crap, dude, like they've mm-hmm. been killing it. They're still killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm scratching my head with the idea of a new Paul Bearer record. Okay. Their new, their latest one just came out. Like it's pretty, you would consider it a new album forgotten days it came across our desk we never played it but hmm, hmm. but Maybe they're just putting this one out again so we will they're like damn it radioactive metal you guys didn't play it last time you fuckers okay here's another one i know re-release it <laughs> pierce the pierce the veil i don't think we're too worried about pop evil no uh yeah yeah sorry not not really new rat what do you say last record 2010 I Which say is, they need a reason to go on tour. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, 
a band okay they're they're even more classic rock now than offspring well, are yeah because they're way older but, and, but here's here's why rats doing a new record okay. because round around uh was off the charts thanks to that progressive commercial oh right and so yeah. some record labels like dude we gotta get rat to make a new record we could strike it rich mm. you know uh, yeah i'll tell you that's what happened yeah, but I think they're a little misguided though, because oh, just because misguided. everyone that's okay, okay, you you go okay when Rat goes on tour, yeah. and I'm specifically the version with Stephen Piercy because that's the only one that outside of you and I, okay, that's the only one that anyone is going to be interested in. It's got to have that original singer from the the music that everyone knows from the '80s. Oh, okay. So right. they're basically that's their nostalgia act. That's yeah. what they're looking for. Yes, they are. You know, um, a new rat record is going to mean nothing. It's going to mean nothing to them. So I am looking forward to it. I'll check it out. Infestation was a great record. I can't believe it's 11 years since that one. Holy geez. It's been a long time. Uh, Red Fang. Okay. Uh, last record only goes 2016. Definitely do. I remember in the underground, they were the darlings for that, for that record, getting a lot of press and all that. Um, looking forward to it. They did come through Winnipeg for that tour, but I, I don't even remember why I couldn't have made it, but I remember being bummed. Red Hot Chili Peppers mean something to you these days. I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I haven't enjoyed a record since Mother's Milk. Well, uh, okay. I, I take so it back. That's... Like, Blood Sugar Sex, Sex Magic had some good stuff on it, but after that, they just lost me. I'm like, they it, it's like they lost all their edge. And I mean, it, I can't say that they're writing bad songs, because obviously they're writing hits and they're selling out stadiums. But, like, what got me into the Chili Peppers moved on you know where at least when they when they put stuff out as the chili peppers now if flea says hey i'm gonna go sit in at this jazz club i will be first row front and center because i want to see that guy like like lay it down but mm -hmm. that's what they, they they don't do that anymore you know not live. no 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 you know and they're another they're another offspring Okay, like they're the you you can make a brand new record, which they're going to. The last one was 2016's The Getaway. Yeah. Okay. The majority, the vast, vast majority of Chili Pepper fans, it's classic rock now. They're looking for stuff from Blood Sugar Sex Magic. They're looking yeah. for or know, Aeroplane. Music is my aeroplane. It's my aeroplane. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like stuff stuff from that era unfortunately they're a classic rock band yeah now um serge tankian vocalist system of a down I'm, i will be curious to hear this i i do dig serge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, I, has such a distinctive voice i have the first couple system records none none of his solo stuff though and i haven't really i i have to basically just take i have to make an appointment with myself to check out system now these days 
Slipknot, do they mean anything to you? So, no. I, I, the first record was genius, and I felt like I had to wait so long for the second record, I just felt like totally fell off my radar. Right, right, right. No, I've been keeping up with them. Their last record, We Are Not Your Kind, um, I can't, I don't remember a single thing from it, so I might not even have given it a spin. That's another band I think are probably going to f start falling into that classic rock scenario where they're more of a nostalgia act than anything else. It'd be interesting to see spirit box. Okay. I, 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 this band, it didn't even enter my radar, but I'm hearing stuff that they're starting to build an audience and all that. And I'm still kind of like, okay, well, good on them i guess i don't know who it is i don't mean i don't think it means anything to you either what about steel panther so it, steel panther is the band that like if you like them you're a male chauvinist pig um if you don't like them then you hate musicians like i feel like there's no good answer here because right. they really are a great bunch of musicians oh they are um, but if they could stop with the rhetoric and like, or just, just dial it back. Uh, like, I feel like they could really be a big band, you know, like, like I, I honestly feel that, that, th that Steel Panther has the potential to be the band that makes the people that go see rap for nostalgia buy new music and like new music. If they dial back like some of their, um, shtick. Right, right, right. Yeah, see, that's that's my thing with them. I'm I'm over the gimmick. The gimmick only had a uh, two album shelf life at best. Yeah, you know, and so and they're still pumping it out. I guess there's enough people that just want to see the shtick live and all that because no, no, no one, no one bought heavy metal rules, and no one's going to care about a new record. But they're gonna want to see you know some live stuff um Tet tetarek no i have no idea who that is yeah. i don't know I, i'm gonna reserve comments same with transatlantic you know going through the list here i don't think they mean anything tremonti okay this should who is who is this mark tremonti creed yes oh okay then that's why doesn't mean nothing. I've seen Creed live. It was a killer show. Mark Tremonti is a phenomenal guitarist, but I, you know, I like Creed barely kept my interest. Um, uh -huh. But you know, I mean, Tremonti's—he's an amazing guitarist. Like I remember standing in line at a Nam show, probably in 2001, to get his um, picture signed for a friend of mine who was totally hot for him, and you know, it's like he's great, but I, I don't listen to his stuff. No, I, yeah, it's Creed. I don't know. <laughs> That's just fair enough. Fair enough. Turnstile. Yeah, I don't know what this band means to you. They're a really cool, um, hard, hardcore band doing a lot of build up on their own. I think that last record, Time and Space, got picked up by uh, Roadrunner, I want to say, or a major label, which I guess is kind of good for them, but. 
they kind of fell off my radar there. I'm going to be interested to see how what they're coming up with this year. Um, Unleashed. If you like your Swedish death, okay, which I know uh, you're getting back into it. You're at least yeah, getting yeah. Re, you're getting re-familiar with uh, Entombed this past year if you're digging that stuff you might want to uh give unleashed a try um their last record 2018 that one kind of their last record kind of i don't even remember it and all that so it's definitely been a while veil of maya i don't think we're too interested yeah in this is a band veil of maya is a band that jose mangan on sirius xm talks about all the time Oh, okay. All the time. And oh, you know what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. They're not who I was thinking of. They're more of a... Okay. What would, how would you describe Veil of Maya? So, everyone's going to hate me here, but overrated. Like, okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to say they're bad, but just like for the hype that they get, I'm not excited by them. All right. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was thinking of... I think I was thinking of someone else at first, but now that I think about it, yeah, they're more a little more on the heavier side. Oh, they're heavy. More of a deathcore. Yeah, band. yeah, I, I think that's okay. probably a good way to fair, put it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Vain FM. I don't know who that is. Last album as Vain. Oh shit! That yep. tells me that. <laughs> yes, it does. This, this unknown band are fighting with each other over an unknown name yeah. that nobody cares about next. Yeah. Already. <laughs> yeah. Cause they all look like they're 20. <laughs> yeah. New violence. This is what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. Now can we call this uh, a comeback since the last one was in 1993? Yes. This is a comeback with everything that went on with violence and they've been gone so long. And last year, their cover of the old Dead Kennedys tune got our attention and all that. I am looking forward to this. Definitely, yeah, nothing to gain. I don't even. I don't even remember nothing to gain from 1993. Their first couple of albums, though. I don't remember 1993. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. Wasp, new Wasp album. What do you say? So, I I can't remember the last new wasp record i've listened to um i used to be a huge wasp fan like blind in texas from the last command amazing Mm -hmm. the headless children insane right like oh great record um and then i don't think their cover the real me wasn't on the headless children right it was on it was was it it? was one of my one of my all-time favorite songs yeah oh yeah their cover the real me is fantastic and then Crimson Idol was another good one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, they, they had some great stuff, right? Like, they were, they were a party metal band that could actually pull off serious and still make it fun. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just feel like everybody just got crazy, and I, I just don't know how I feel about them currently. Like, they haven't kept my interest or attention, so I don't know. Right. I think I think they kind of fell victim to uh the like the like gr- grunge never killed hair metal. Hair metal fans gave up 
on hair metal. That's 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 the way I see it. Okay, and fans kind of gave up on Wasp, while Blackie Lawless was basically really the only member, the original member of Wasp. Yeah. Like it's basically the Blackie Lawless project, right. and that's fine. Okay, I mean, you know at what? least I'm, it's not, not Wasp AD, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right because i'm getting kind of tired uh, of all of that but wasp been... fm you know like... <laughs> yeah 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 wisp <laughs> there... <laughs> there you go yeah they kept putting out great records and and still you know like Gol- golgotha the 2015 so obviously they're due for a new one i don't remember too much of that i kept i was a wasp fan all the way through okay a lot of their you know some of the albums i just didn't get get a you know i didn't pick up because it's just you can't pick up everything and that's kind of for me that's what they kind of fell victim of but i'm looking forward to a new one and um yeah should should be decent should be decent i i I'm not gonna say I won't listen to it, but it's just like I'm like, oh, like I wouldn't call it an anticipated album. But like, really, those guys are gonna put out another record? Okay, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Hell yeah! And I don't think we're too concerned about we came as Roman. So just as from what we've seen so far, okay, just this last conversation we've yeah. had going going through these 88 records. Apparently, they've been. How are you so far? Are you excited for the new year? Oh, of are course. You kind of, yeah. yeah. And I, dude, I was excited for the new year for Gojira alone. Ah. You know, and like everything else is coming out. Like there's going to be some great music. Mastodon rarely disappoints. The new Exodus should be killer. Um, mm-hmm. New Gojira. I, I can't see it not being like, I will literally cry if the new Gojira is not great. Um, and honestly, this this was gonna be the benchmark. Like, if the no if the new Gojira is not great, um, then guys, like the vaccine probably doesn't work, and we're just headed towards the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, like, like that. That's just how I feel. Because I mean, like Gojira is just one of those bands where it's like, geez, every record just killer, you know. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Right on, right on. Yeah, like I said. Uh, hit hit and miss. There's go. There's stuff I'm really excited for. You mentioned Exodus, you know, violence, the new Wasp, new municipal waste, and all that. And then there's a lot of stuff that I just okay. You know what? I'll check out the first single, and then we'll go from there. So that's the future. The past 365 days kind of uh, gave us some really cool tunes as well. And I think here at Radioactive Metal, we've kind of done a good job in covering all of the bands and keeping our finger on the pulse of everything. One of the things that I always dig following, you know, as the years dying, die, dying down, but Disciple magazine, Decibel. Disciple. Okay. Still calling it Disciple. And of course our longtime listeners will know why, but one of the things I'm always excited about is their, top 40 albums of that year before we move on and check out some cool tunes and all that i kind of want to quickly go over this list here if you uh have you got it it? i'm ready you you picked it up going over this list i'm not going to go into every individual 
you know, like we're not going to get as comprehensive as we did with the last list just now. But yeah. I just wanted to say, going just just, just because I'm that guy, I have to call out that that's exactly what you said about the last 88, and we talked about probably 80 of them. So, okay, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, so yeah. every, everybody, pause, <laughs> take a pee break, get another beer, <laughs> buckle talk. in, folks. Here we it's go. A talk show. <laughs> <laughs> that'll always be my defense it's a talk show okay like seriously like going through like disciple delivers the goods fantastic magazine oh, yeah. and they covered the underground so well and they kind of mix it up with some more established artists as well going through their list from this year, I have to admit, though, and it's it's a list compiled of their writers, I believe, where they kind of all get together, yeah. come up with their own list and mix and match and come up with a master list going through this, you know, and if you go to decibelmagazine.com, bring up the list yourself, you're going to want to uh, do that, I guess. But honestly, going through this list... Okay, there's a lot of names that I have to go, okay, well, who the hell is that? Like, they're like num number 40, Dark Fortress. They were even out on Century Media. Like, who the hell is that? See, Fawn I honestly Limbs, thought we talked about them on the show this year. Megaton that name Sword, I remember. Svalbard. Okay, Celestial Season. That doesn't really ring a bell. Antramentus. Mm, Lamp of Murmur. Okay. Kirk Widenstein. Sure. Well, yeah, well, okay, we know that. We know <laughs> Come that. on, I couldn't resist. But num number 10, okay, their number 10 list in the in their list. Godin? G-O-D-N? Yeah. On Savart Records, Beyond Darkness? Doesn't even ring a bell. Nothing. I, if I was to see the name Godin, what does that sound like to you? Um, sounds like the Canadian guitar company I, that I've played before. It's spelled with an I. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I see a name like Godin, and I think a Godzilla monster villain. Oh, you know? like Gigan or Gigan yeah, or something like that. You know, okay, we have this big monster. What do we call him? Well, Godin sounds good. Okay, let's go with that. Okay, uh, number seven, Sven, Svenven, Sveven. Okay. okay, sure. All right, sounds good. And their their fourth no, no, number four album, Passage du Hiver, I guess. Okay, sure. All right. All right. So, so here here's the deal. For anybody who's new to the show, the fact that Snowy has a list of bands where he doesn't recognize them, <laughs> that should be the should tell you right there that like 2020 was the beginning. 2021 is probably the last year we're going to see because. <laughs> he knows every band oh, in the oh, underground gosh. most of the time personally because they sleep at his house when they come through <laughs> because he is the mayor of Winnipeg. Uh, and I wish, I wish. Like, but on, but so think about this, Snowy. Like, if this were a normal year, I bet you'd know every one of those bands. Uh, probably. I've had. I've definitely had better years where there's only like two or three that kind of didn't ring a bell. But now, now there's, there's like a whole 
a metric shit ton. Yeah, and, the, and dude, like we talk every week, literally, you know, doing this show. But I mean, you don't you you don't miss stuff. Like you are you're always finding new stuff. There's always new music coming in. You know, we're always seeing this stuff. And like I'm with you. Like I didn't see any of this stuff come across. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But at the same time, let's go check them out. Who knows? Maybe they'll be yeah. Right, like, oh, for sure. Our next favorite. I'm pretty excited yeah. for it. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep this list handy. Now, on the flip side, though, yeah. you know, Zavalba Wake, that new Kirith Ungol, when we had when when we had them on the show, that yeah. was absolutely amazing. Midnight, okay, the rebirth by by blasphemy. That's one of my contenders for records of the year. Got to have Athenar back on the show, probably next record. Was really cool um, speaking to one of the dudes from ACXDC, there's Satanist King. When they signed on to Prosthetic, I was surprised by that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember you, know? you talking about that on the show. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay, right on. Yeah. I, like, I, like how, I like how Prosthetic's kind of mixing it up here. Tombs is a fantastic band. Their record, um, Under Sullen Skies, they were on relapse for, for a while there. Season of Mist picked them back up and um the man the man behind tombs michael hill he does a couple wicked podcasts himself on metal and horror films and all that so i enjoy a lot of his stuff you uh mentioned kirk weinstein another oh, yeah. former radioactive metal dude i love that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we mentioned the new paul bearer already the drop dead record is fantastic new armored saint Okay, that's another band right from the start. Mid-80s, still making kick-ass stuff. The new incantation, we had um, we had Mike, Mike McGinty on this year as well. Sect of Vile Divinities, great record. Uada, okay, I don't know what that means to you, but they're, well, they're a really cool atmospheric black metal band. And they've been do they've been making a lot of strides this year. I even think they made the cover of uh, the Rolling Disciple. Stone. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully soon. The new neck neck rot record, Mortal. Of course, that is near the top of the list of a lot of people's uh, top top ten list. And finally, their number one record, the new Napalm, the the Throws of Joy. In the jaws of defeatism. Wow, getting pretty deep there, Barney. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. I haven't, outside of um, the uh, the first couple singles off of that that they released on YouTube, I haven't given the new Napalm much of a spin yet, and I feel like that's kind of been a mistake of mine. And I'm going to be grabbing the physical uh, the physical copy of that. ASAP, ASAP. So that's it's definitely been an interesting year. You know, to I quote love the how, Grateful Dead, "What yeah. a long, strange trip it's been." Right? It has definitely <laughs> been, and that's one of the exciting things about Disciple Magazine. You know, is when I have when I when I grab a new issue, and I can't wait to get home. I'm generally on on the bus when I pick it up. I'll just flip through it. You know, and it's like, oh, wow, I can't believe I can't believe like this band they're giving this much attention to. They're giving a full page to obscure band here. You know, it's like, wow, 
this is absolutely fantastic. That's why we definitely love this magazine so much. Definitely, uh, yeah, interesting. And like I said, I'm going to keep this list handy. And sometime over these holidays, I'm just going to do a deep dive into some of these names. It should be really cool. And finally, before we get on with some tunage here, speaking of really cool. Okay, and if I can pull it up. Of course, yeah, now now that we're live, this is going to give me some... Uh, Don't worry, some, I've got it right some, here. Some problems here. Yeah, I wanted to make a mention that um, Vinyl has what Consequences of Sound.net was calling. Vinyl has had its best sales week in history, the week leading up to Christmas. Now, okay... I get it. I understand that. I'm really stoked. But I think what they mean is it's the best week vinyl has ever had since the sound scan days. Yes, since they started tracking it. Right, right, right. Now, okay, yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do this because. It's oh, don't worry, I got it. So. The week leading up to December 24th, there are 1.842 million LPs sold in the U.S. In the U.S. That's fantastic, right? Imagine what was sold worldwide. And if anyone's saying, well, wow, why are there that many records? One, what else are you going to do right now? Right? (laughs) If you're being responsible, stay in, listen to music. Like if if this were if there was ever a time to get back in touch with your teenage years, stay in the house, put on a vinyl record, drink, all right? Because people have been drinking since March yeah. anyway. So have a great you know thing and like you know Facetime somebody, listen to the same record together. Like it's a great time. But here's the funny thing: it says um, the biggest week the format has had since Nielsen MRC data began tracking sales information in 1991. So what was big in 1991? CDs. CDs. Everybody was rebuying their vinyl on CDs. So Mm -hmm. shocker, like that we had a week that beat 1991 because, you know, now if you just said the biggest week they've had since like 1984 when um, Thriller came out, (laughs) you know, or like Uh um, Pyromania or like some of the other like anything. Hell, uh-huh. Weird Al, you know, like any any big album of the 80s, like I'd be like, holy crap. But I mean, you know, still nothing to sneeze at. And it makes me happy that we're selling more more albums than we did when the CDs were the bigger thing. Because that means there's still some sort of physical media. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm so excited to get vinyl. Like I joined the Metallica Vinyl Club. I got that clutch package uh, with vinyl this year, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, and our stores right now, this the city is kind of in lockdown. Hopefully, you know, something's going to be done about that soon enough. I can't wait. I can't wait to get back into the record store, even if it's just, just to hang out. Now, can you guys do curbside? Uh, yeah, they, we, we can. Okay. We can, and I'm going to be kind of looking into that as well. It's if not this, the same. It, it's not. It's not, not. Not for records. Like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, because I would just be as as cool as it would be. I would try to, you know, radioactive metal alum Jace, Jason, we've had him on talking about working 
in a record store. It would be cool if he was the guy meeting me at the door. Hey, Snowy. Hey, Jace. Yeah. It's so good to see you. Just, you know, that would that that would be great. But no, it's not the same when I'm actually in the room with him. When we're looking at music together, when we're talking about music, when we're just how's the family? It's the experience. And one of that's one of the great things about vinyl is the experience. We've said it on the show. You know, when you're in, even if the guy beside you is a complete stranger, but you're in front of the metal section, you're in front of the hardcore section, you pull out a record, right? This was before mask and physical distancing and all that. And you're looking at it. You are comfortable enough to say to that guy beside you, hey, man, have you seen this one? This one's actually pretty cool. You might want yeah. to check. <laughs> I miss that. Like I miss it's, that. it's a very social interaction, you know. And Definitely. I mean, like, I I I can't remember the last time I've been to my local record store. I was probably to pick up the Disciple um, compilation that they did, actually. Right, right. Um, but you know, like I pretty much right now, I hit the comic shop and I hit the card shop, and and I don't go out much and. Like I, I want to do like it's, dude. This is so tough. Like I keep telling my wife this. Like, there's so many social things I want to do, but I, at the same time, I don't want to do it because I mean, sure, I'm wearing my mask and washing my hands, blah blah blah. But I don't want to put myself at risk. I don't want to put my family at risk. I don't right. want to put somebody else at risk. You know, like it's just one of those things where it's like, how do we keep these <clears throat> these things going? You know, with with um. <sighs> with, with this, you know, new normal, as as people just bang their heads on the keyboard as I said that. But yeah, uh, um, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, even when we can go back to concerts, like I'm still going to go. But for me, I really hope that bands like are realizing that oh, there are people in states that we never play that bought our live stream. Maybe we should sell a live stream to X concert. You know, hmm. pick pick one show, like like you know, pick like a, a, a Detroit show or a New York City show or an LA show, like like one one of the big market kind of shows, right? A big city where you you have a great draw and go all out to have that show live streamed and have um you know the cameras and all that sort of stuff because I would pay for that live stream ticket. You know you what? Know? Me too. Me too. I had such a good time with 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 the destruction one. Yeah. That yeah, you're absolutely right. Even even when we get live shows again, yeah, the the odd one, maybe once a month, I'd be down for that. Like like, like so, let's put it this way: like if Kiss finally gets to do their their final show in New York City, like they're supposed to in 2021, and they're probably not going to do it this year, probably be more 2022 at this point. But mm-hmm. if they can do that, and I can't go, but they sold a live stream, I'd pay, I'd pay the forty bucks for that in a heartbeat. Because there's going to be a live audience there. Stan, I know Ball Stanley is going to interact. It's going to be insane. Like, yeah, I, I would pay the 40 bucks to live stream that show. Right on, right on. And until then, just to kind of tide you over, go check out the latest one on YouTube. One of the bands that I'm looking forward to seeing live as well, because it's always a good time. Absolutely killer band live are the mighty municipal waste let's go deep into the vaults now grab the title track from waste them all 
wasting your time. No, that's where you're wrong. You're wasting our time. Now we're gonna waste you. Don't stop me!
that was well, definitely one of the highlights from 2020. The new of Feather and Bone from the Sulfuric Disintegration record that was consecrated and consumed. Like I said, one of the highlights from 2020. And in picking tonight's Indie Spotlight, dude, I said, um, this is a band that uh, definitely uh, has the influence, shall we say, from tonight's Creature Feature. So I'm pretty stoked to introduce them. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Hailing from Sweden. 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 This is one of those kind of bands that it never came across my desk. Okay, no one, no one said, hey check out my band or whatever i discovered sweden's century just off of Bandcamp. just kind of dick dicking around you know seeing what kind of new music that i'm going to discover just because i like doing that sweden their latest release just simply called demo 2020 kind of caught my attention i gave it a spin and they really have that cool early 80s new wave of British heavy metal inspired um, influence to them. And I gave the first track a listen and then the next one, next one. And then I downloaded it and great stuff. So kind of let's call this a snowy discovery, shall we, with Sweden's century with neon warrior
once again, that was Sweden's Century from their latest release demo 2020 Neon Warrior. Check them out, facebook.com slash Century SWE. Okay, the abbreviation for Sweden. Or even better still, go to CenturySWE.bandcamp.com. Grab that new release because she's some good stuff. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. Once again, it's going to be a great year. We're off and running. We're having a fantastic time already. I already got the feeling I think this show is going into extra innings oh, again. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, I, like we really dug into those lists, which, I mean, I don't regret. You mm-hmm, know. Not at all. So, yeah, but I mean, it was a good time. It was nice. For sure. For sure, for sure. But we got to get on out of here because I got to watch the hockey game. Surprise, surprise. Um, our Canadian, like the World Junior Tournament is going on. And Canada is right in the middle of everything. I think we play Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. We play the Czech Republic. <laughs> Speaking of old, uh, we play the Czech Republic tonight. So I got to get on out of here. So how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, they can use the internet. But before we get into that, um, I, I think when we talk, talk about the Rammies, that we need to talk about the two news stories that were swept under the rug. One of them being that the whole COVID crisis was really caused by the fact that Motley Crue broke their contract and, um, you know, because yeah. it, since it was signed uh-huh. in blood, broke the deal with the devil. And that's what started this plague upon the earth. <laughs> and the fact that um, Canada couldn't, you know, get it together and come up with the vaccine when hockey season was canceled. I mean, I'm still disappointed in Canada for that. <laughs> that's right. I, that's right. If there was anything that was going to get shit done. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're not having hockey. Like, like oh, I, I I I am disappointed that there wasn't a story that said that um you know all Canadian like like there was an increase in enrollments in like biotechnology courses online or something like you know Canadians from eighteen to eighty five have all enrolled in biotech courses so they can learn to um, engineer vaccines like that's what I expected to hear <laughs> and that's what we'll talk about on the Rammies just to give you guys a uh, teaser yeah. so right but I digress Facebook.com slash radmetal great place to check us out because one it's facebook you're probably there anyway because what the hell else are you doing and um you could spend some good time with good people and have fun because that's what we are all the time you want to see fun pictures at rad metal 666 that's our instagram it's also our twitter but i don't think we tweet as much as we insta um no. you can actually find out what snowy looks like it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's there. Yeah, There's all kinds of great pictures we post there from time to time. Um, so those are probably the three main like socials kind of stuff. And then if you want to just send us an email, radmetal666 at gmail.com. You can hear us first every Thursday night, purerockradio.net. Rich has been dealing with us for a long time and knows that we can't shut up. So he's made it a point to not put shows on after us anymore. <laughs> um, so thanks, Rich. And we're sorry, kind of, <laughs> you know, because that's that's who we are. That's what we do. Um, we are proud members, as we've mentioned already in this show, of the Shining Wizards Network. Um, I can't remember from Turnbuckle Throwbacks yeah. who you just said got the vaccination. Oh, yes. Mr. Phil Rea is yeah. a part of, Phil, of uh, 
shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Yeah, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Phil, thank you so much for all the service that you have done and the fact that you're getting the um, vaccine. But seriously, since we are living in a horror movie, Phil, if you start to notice anything a little out of the ordinary, like all of a sudden you can hear things or maybe you're sticking to walls, dude, call us first. Like, like FaceTime me because I want to see this. And then we want to break the story here on Radioactive Metal. That's right. We want the first interview with the very first real live superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Like our, our first, like, like mute. I mean, because everything that leading up to this point is literally following most of the comic books and horror movies we've watched. So, mm-hmm. like, Phil, you could be the world's first superhero. Right. Or, right. I mean, you're a wrestling fan, so you might want to be the heel, too. So either way, we still want the interview. Right. We don't care. We're not taking sides here. We just want the interview because we're excited to watch the story unfold. But that's the kind of fun, guys, that you're going to have on um, Shining Wizards Network. So we're there. We've got the wrestling podcast there. Our brother, sister podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada is there. I mean, trust me, check it out. And also thanks to them. Not only can you find us on iTunes because we've been on iTunes for a while, but because of Shiny Wizards Network, we're on Spotify. So check out the Shiny Wizards Network on Spotify. You can listen to us there. Great way to to do it, you know, because you're already there anyway. Probably listen to other stuff. And I feel if I missed anything internet wise, I feel like I've hit all our internet stuff. Right, right. But but, but if you are wait, an old schooler. Yeah, yeah. If you're an old schooler, if you're an old timer like Mr. Aaron and myself, you probably remember the glorious days of the physical letter writing back in Glory days. When we used to actually write shit down on a piece of paper and mail these things to one another. And a big part of that was the whole tape trading days. The whole live, the whole demo tape trading days as well as also, of course, our longtime listeners, our old old time veterans might remember the pen banger days from behind from the back of Metal Forces magazine. And then, of course, in Metal Maniacs and all through the various fanzines as well, they all had their own pen banger section if you would like to relive those days with your cool uncle snowy well you know ready to go to rad metal 666 drop us a line drop us a line on facebook we'll exchange our um details and we'll kick her old school i think that would be pretty cool speaking of kicking it old school uh, good friends of tonight's creature feature were the one and only Blitzkrieg, one of the new wave of British heavy metal originals, another band who we've said over and over on this episode, they're still doing it, still kicking it. The last couple of years ago, they released a new killer single called Loud and Proud, which also included a... Uh, a cover of Alice Cooper's School's Out, I believe, as well. That very same EP. So I think it's kind of apropos to go out with some Blitzkrieg. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Diamonds Are Forever episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.
Loud!